As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. I'm so tired. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. LeBron James and the Cavaliers live to play another day. No one saw that one coming, right? The Cavaliers winning in a seventh game at home and getting a gazillion more foul shots than the Indiana Pacers. No, 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 no. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we'll have more on this later, but the the man known as the stinking genius does put the stink in stinking genius. The studio smelling more foul and rancid than it normally does (laughs) as I have to follow Pigpen, uh, Arnold Spanier, my grandpa, uh, who was in here just moments ago. Anyway, uh, listen, if you had the Cavaliers winning and advancing to the second round, voila, amazing, you got it right, you soothsayer of the future. 
Amazing. A winner go home. Game seven. There it was. LeBron James filling up the stat sheet. He had 45 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, four steals, and a bunch of minutes logged. And we've now reached the point. We've now reached the point when you play a lot of minutes in the NBA, you reach gladiator status. And these long, heartfelt stories are written about you on the internet. These love notes. And that's where LeBron James is. He played 43 minutes. Oh, my God. Let's put, let's put a statue up somewhere to mark the occasion that LeBron James played 43 minutes. And he shot the ball very well. It was great. It played, played fine. Played good basketball. 16 of 25 from the floor. I think that's – my Mallard math is correct. That's 64% from the floor, which is good, right? That's good, yes. And you know, foul shooting he missed a few, but fine. From the charity stripe. So LeBron James ends up leading the Cavaliers in points, assists, rebounds over the entire seven-game series. That's the only way that this mathematics would work out for the Cleveland Cavaliers to win. Some people are like, wow, I can't believe he was able to. Like, who else is going to lead them in points? Nobody. Who else is going to lead them in assists? They don't have any real passing guards. And rebounds, well, maybe if Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson were there all the time and engaged, they could lead the team in rebounding, but it wasn't to be. So despite winning Game 7 by four points, the Cavaliers outscored in this series by Indiana by 40 points. The Cavaliers were outscored over seven games by 40 points. They had that lopsided Game 6, which plays into the equation, but the worst total point differential by a team winning in a seven-game basketball playoff series all the way back since 1984 and Cleveland advances. And so now the Cavs, their reward is they open up the second round Tuesday night, oh, Canada, against the Toronto Raptors on Tuesday night. Now, much has been made about the usage of LeBron James in the playoffs, and that is what I would like to talk to you about. Uh, He averaged 41 minutes. 41.2 minutes LeBron did in this playoff series and a usage rate of 34.5, whatever the hell that means. Uh, And he played it up. One thing about LeBron, LeBron plays it up, man. He he doesn't downplay anything. LeBron James, he wants to crank it up. He wants you to bow down and and kiss the the ring, right? That's how LeBron operates. And so, sure enough, as expected, on cue, the media was, oh, LeBron, how did you do it? Oh, my, you're in a rocking chair. You're, a, you're an old geezer. You're in the retirement home there. You're playing shuffleboard, LeBron James, and you played 43 minutes. Oh, LeBron, listen to this uh, Q&A, this exchange there uh, with LeBron as they go back and forth, and LeBron just adding on to the legacy, right? Why not? While you were back there in the locker room, nobody suggested, do you need an IV or anything? Yeah. Did you oh, turn yeah, him down? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't need. I don't need an IV. Now, LeBron. We don't have this soundbite, but LeBron. He was. He declared, "I'm burnt right now." He said to reporters, "I'm not thinking about Toronto right now. I'm ready to go home." Was the quote from LeBron James? While you were back there in the locker room, nobody suggested, "Do you need an IV or yeah. anything?" Yeah. Did you turn him down? Yeah. Well, the whole series of quotes, but the one where he said, I'm burnt right now, that that led the media fanboys working overtime uh, in the myth-making department 
they had to stay up really late, really late to fawn all over King James and his taxing uh, playoff series. Now, among the adjectives used to describe LeBron James in Game 7, uh, his performance, exhausting, demanding, difficulty level 10, grinding, brutal. And those are just some of the adjectives used to describe LeBron James. Now, we can go on and on, uh, but you get the point. So the question is, does LeBron James deserve praise, extra helpings of praise, because he played 43 of a possible 48 minutes in an NBA playoff game? The answer is, I'll go first, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right? You don't get rewarded. You don't get extra credit for the amount of minutes that you play. That's not, at least that's not how it should be. My thoughts on this, you've got the mirror, corrupt politicians, and imperfections. You've got all that, and we'll mix it together. Now, number one, LeBron James needed to play the role of the fixer in this series. The reason that he doesn't get credit is this is a result, a direct result. LeBron having to do all this heavy lifting is a direct result of his flawed roster-building skills. LeBron is the de facto GM and coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The reason the Cavs are in the predicament they're in right now is because of LeBron. So, LeBron, I recommend looking in the mirror, mirror on the wall because you are the reason the Cavaliers are where they are. You failed in the offseason believing in players like Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, Isaiah Thomas, and then in a panic-filled NBA trade deadline getting pennies on the dollar in return for those players. The players left on the roster, you've got a hodgepodge of spare parts that the Cavaliers are going to try to ride to the NBA Finals. And as a result, for the first time in his career, LeBron James was able to win a playoff series without any teammate scoring 20 points in any game. Because if you needed a teammate to score more than 20 points, you'd be up Poop Creek without a paddle. You'd be in, you'd be in a whole lot of hurt, whole lot of hurt right there. That's what happens when you have a roster filled out with players like Larry Nance Jr., Jeff Green, George Hill. I can go on and on here. Heck, some of the guys that were still there from last year, Mr. Corver, Kyle Corver, the three-point specialist. Go on and on here. Shout out Jordan Clarks. All right, number two. While LeBron James, he had the big stat line, and that's going to fill all, all the headlines here. Let's not understate the role that the officials played in this outcome, right, as predictable as corrupt politicians, NBA guardians were going to do everything they could to push the Cavaliers into the second round, to give them that lift. It's like when you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike with the training wheels. you got to push, they'll push. Yeah, uh, as we suspect, it was a five-on-eight situation for Indiana. There were some shady calls, and it was done to the, to the credit of the, the NBA and their officiating, they were able to disguise it. They were able to disguise it for, uh, for a good period of time. Because you, you, early on, right, it's like by the end of the game, you think, well, things will even out. They didn't actually even out. Uh, the, when the dust had settled, Cleveland attempted 16 more shots from the foul line. The Cavaliers were plus 12 from the charity stripe, meaning that they outscored Indiana by 12 points. Now, it was really a seven-point spread. Oladipo hit that three-pointer at the buzzer, which made it a four-point spread. But for all intents, it was a seven-point spread until he hit that. So either way, the huge edge 
from the foul line uh, played a, a role in the outcome. Now, the final thing, the real challenge for the Cavaliers is to do it again, right? Toronto, as the number one seed, has the home court advantage. Again, though, the officials are on the side of Cleveland. They'll be in the back pocket of LeBron James, and those 50-50 calls will go the way of Cleveland when it matters. When it matters, the Raptors are an imperfect basketball team, right? Their imperfections are there, and they look good from a distance. They had the top record in the Eastern Conference and all that, but when you get a little close, right? You get a little closer there, and you get the, your your close vision. You see the they are warped uh, in the head. If the Cavaliers can can get one of those first two games in Toronto, uh, then that'll send shockwaves through the Raptors' locker room, and you'll see DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, the headliners there have to deal with the dreaded adversity. Oh, my God. And LeBron will continue to fill up the stat sheet. He's going to have to play 40, 45 minutes a game. That's how it's going to have to go. It's a one-man band. Uh, the Cavaliers are going to win the second-round series, and they'll win in Game 7 in Toronto. Very rarely do you win a Game 7 on the road, but that will happen for the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round of the playoffs. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Right, uh, Happy birthday, Ben Maller. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Eddie. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Kind of you. Here we are, united again. Another big week of radio. Here. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, excited I'm to be sorry here. that it uh, it started by you having to see Arnie Spanier. That's a tough Disgusting break. Disgusting human being. <laughs> radio scum, Arnie Spanier. <laughs> Everything bad they say about sports talk radio hosts is because of Arnie Spanier. Every pot shot that people take at sports radio... Arnie Spanier is the cliche of what a sports talk radio host is. Yeah. He's everything that's wrong with sports radio. That is Arnie Spanier. Did <laughs> I get tough. that right? No, you, yeah. you're accurate. Yeah. You're accurate. But I know it was tough to have to, you know, Follow the first him. thing you see, yeah. you come in and you see that. That's, well, I uh, walked in and the sets a tone. He's walking out of the bright blue yeah. Smurf kitchen, ah! like screaming at me. And I was well, like, that's shut what he up. Does. All that's, right. Yeah. Uh, leave me alone. I'm not in the mood. All right. Uh, how dare you? But the good news is. Yeah. There is pie. There's we birthday pie? pie here. Happy, happy birthday, you old man. I'm all about the pie. I'm I know. very excited about that. I'm excited about that. You this should is, be. This is going to be great. We're going to eat pie all night. What kind of pie do we have? Do we I have? don't know. We'll have to ask our producer, uh, Loop, Justin Loop. Cooper, who was- Keeper uh, of the pie? That's right. That's right. Yeah, the guardian of the pie. Yeah, all that. It is banana cream yeah, of, course. Oh, of course. Of course. Wow, it's that's your standard. favorite. I love the banana cream, yeah. And Dutch apple. Oh, can't go wrong with the no, Dutch it's a, apple. It's a either. nice one-two punch. Well, thank you. I look forward. That's going to be great. We just, and uh, thanks to the pie benefactor. Yes, thank yeah. you, pie benefactor. So, how much pie can we eat? How many? How many pies are there? Two pies? Are there two Correct. Pies? There oh, two there's pies. two pies. We could finish those tonight, right? We, we could. Four of us. I mean, how we? many pieces do we per person per pie? I, it's not trigonometry. Uh-oh. Here we go. I'm only having 
one large piece of pie. <laughs> well, that could well, be what, half what you, a pie. I well, mean, exactly. What's your definition of large? Your definition of large and my definition are I mean, this is radio, so you can't see me, but about about yay big. <laughs> That's a quarter of a pie. That's a quarter of a pie right there. Yay big. Wait, you Coop, know. Coop, fess up. Why are you just having one big slice of pie, though? You worried about you? You already know the answer to this question, Come Danny. Come on, Coop. All right. Well, so when I went to pick up the pies, I had a couple buddies he with me. Bought his own pie. <laughs> I didn't buy my own pie. My friends bought their own pie. Oh, so no. you've already had the pie. Well, I had some pie. You've already you've not, cheated on the not, pie yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a pie yeah, party. Yeah, much. I had a small slice of a oh, previous that's pie. A lie. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lie. Small no, it was slice. small. So. Yeah. This what kind of pie was that? Big. Okay, what kind well, of pie so listen to this. I almost hmm. check it out. No. So the friend of mine, very, very excited. Yeah, I know. The, the friend of mine, he he's like, uh, he wasn't there with me. He's like, he's like, oh, you're going, you're going and picking up pies. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, get me a pie. And I'm like, well, what kind of pie do you want? He's like, well, first Dutch apple. But if they don't have Dutch apple, then I guess just get you know whatever like you know their their you know seasonal pie is. And there was only one Dutch apple left, and I know you guys like Dutch apples, so like I was Dutch like, apple, yeah. I was like, sorry, you know, the Dutch right. apples spoken for. So what he ended up getting, probably what you guys should have got instead of Dutch apple, it was strawberry banana cream pie mm. on an Oreo cookie crust. Interesting, oh! Interesting mix. I know. I was a little. I was a little hit hesitant. Miss. Hit or miss. Hit it or miss. It was on fantastic. That. You enjoyed. It, it was so good. Yeah, that's why he only had a little piece. You just pour sugar on top of anything, and it's good. I only though, had a right? little piece because I wanted to save room for tonight's pies. You know why people love strawberries, though, is because they're covered in sugar sauce. That's why, right? I mean, you eat strawberry. If you eat strawberries, oh, yeah. they're covered in that that, that sugar. Uh, it's wonderful. Especially that fake strawberry syrupy. Yeah, I'm talking about great. you can buy strawberries from the store. They're just strawberries. Yeah, but people don't like those as much. Well, I they love like, those. No, people like the ones that are covered in that sugary sauce on top of the strawberries. It, what this this pie didn't have the sugary sauce. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's the pie update. We'll have more later. We'll nice. keep all our affiliates along the network and updated here. We'll do some cooking as well. Maybe we'll have a rotisserie going. It's just great. Uh, if you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities. Thanks to uh, all the the members of the Maller Militia there. I didn't get a message from Shatner, but I did get just about everyone else sent me a very nice uh, happy birthday message, so thank you. All right, so what do a bird, a beer, and a fish have in common? A bird, a beer, and a fish. What do they all have in common? We'll pay off that riddle. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. You can wish him a happy birthday. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll pay off the riddle, what do a bird, a beer, and a fish all have in common? We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Ernie writes in, he says, Ben, the officials might be in the Cavs' back pocket in the upcoming series against the Raptors, but Toronto has all the Canadian celebrities behind them like Drake, Alex Trebek, and all those other big Canadian celebrities. Alex Trebek? Yes. 
He's Canadian. And, he is. Uh, he says, oh, wait, isn't Schatz a Canadian, too? He is. Yeah, But not a good Canadian, right? Schatz a bad Canadian. <laughs> right? I mean, people, he's angry. He's an angry guy and all that. Somebody started a GoFundMe to pay for our unblocking. I don't oh, want, no, don't that's a waste that. of money. No. no, I mean, that's a good, I like the idea of it, but no, it's, it's because what's going to happen is Shatner will unblock all of us, and then like a week later he'll block us again. So it's a waste but, of fifteen hundred bucks. But Ben, not only does the money go to charity, I will predict that he would come in studio and be a guest on the show. Well, that's different. If he agrees to come in studio, he lives right up the hill. So if he agrees to come yeah. in studio, then fine. How yeah. much would he charge for that? For that money to yeah. go to all charity? Right, so we, somebody needs to negotiate with Shatner. Say we'll pay the bounty. We'll pay the bounty. Okay. Uh, the extortion. We'll pay the extortion, but he's got to come in studio for one hour. One hour of airtime, he's got to come in here and hang out. Then we're good. All right? Then I support it. Otherwise, no. Otherwise, that would be a, a problem. All right, we have uh, someone cashing a golden ticket to the phones. We go, Tammy in Montana is cashing her hey, golden ticket. where are the ticket. white women at? Montana. Hello, Tammy. Because I've got a golden ticket. Well, thank you, Ben. I'm using my golden ticket because I have a couple uh, happy birthday haikus for you. So I think it's a good use. Also, I did let Alexis know that this was your birthday, and he did say if he can stay awake, he'll call in and wish you a happy birthday. I know. Well, Alexis, Alexis is on one of those those high quality medications. The uh, in in the. Uh... Yeah, whatever that is. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> it's in rehab. Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay, so my first birthday haiku for you. It's your birthday, Ben. You're old now. Check your prostate. And your show is great. I worked hard on that one. Well, thank you. I and like this- that. Because there's not a lot that rhymes with prostate. Great no. prostate. Yeah. <laughs> I worked hard. Yes. I like that. And, this- and your second one, um, Clippers. Dodgers, Rams. Because of the curse, they suck. Happy birthday, Ben. That doesn't rhyme. That's terrible. Uh, that's horrible. Well, you, you, what about my? What about my other favorite teams, the Red Sox, Patriots, and Celtics? What about them? What is still wrong with the Clippers? What? Ben, haikus do not have to rhyme. I did a haiku with a rhyme. No, that's I like rhymes. Though. People are. like rhymes, though. See, rhymes are <laughs> rhymes are cool because it feels good to the ear. It's like ear candy is what it is when you hear rhymes. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I well, gotcha. I hope you had a good birthday, well, thank you, and, and thanks for being uh, you. All right, Have thank a good you, night. Tammy. Take care. There she goes, the uh, lovely Tammy in Montana. How about that? Amazing. It's great getting porn, I'm telling you. It is wonderful, isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. No question about it. All right, let's uh, say hello to the former caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show. He's hanging out in the New York City metropolitan area. We say hello to Real Talk. Boom, 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 boom. Hell yeah. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, Benny, and I don't want to miss a thing. What's up? Happy birthday, Big Ben. There he is. Thank you. Real talk. Now it's official real talk. Yeah, I've had a haiku and you. Yes. And then I already said happy birthday to you last week. So, you know, my cousin over here wants to say happy birthday to you. Let me get him on the phone for you. Say hi to you. All right. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Andrew. Hey, it's Andrew. Oh, this is so exciting. Get the dub button ready. All right. Hello, Andrew. It's an honor. Love you, Ben. Hey, Ben. You're so old. I bet you're one of the Jews that killed Jesus. Oh, my (laughs) God. How dare you? Unbelievable. Uh, Look at that. 
Hey, Ben, you've got a great show, but hey, you've got to give a lot of love to the callers. You think about Angry Bill, huh? You know, Angry Bill's favorite movie is 12 Years a Slave because it deals with the two things he loves most, slavery and things that are 12 years old. Oh! <laughs> hey, what about Rachel Montebello? Oh, I love Rachel, but I feel bad for her because I heard her uncle was going through um, Alzheimer's. Which is so sad because every girl wants to be remembered by the first person she had sex oh, with. Oh, that's not. Come <laughs> on, that's not right. That's wrong. How dare you? Hey, you well, don't be ripping Ray. You got too far with Rachel. In a major way, huh, ben? That's not right. Jedufleck's calling now. He's making. He's he's on the phone. Yo, I feel bad because I heard that Jedufleck. He told me that when he was younger, he had sex with a married woman. Oh. Hey, Jed, that's a weird way to describe your mother. <laughs> Look at oh! Danny leaving all of this on the air there, Danny. Now, Look at you. before I leave, Ben, yes. I just got to give a special shout-out to your best caller, your call of the year, Weedman Hippie. Oh, yeah. he's so amazing. Hey, I heard Weedman Hippie's sister pass away due to suicide. Hey, Weedman, which is a greater stretch? You getting that Vegas show off on your sister's neck when she hugged herself? Oh, that's not. Look, I mean, that's, uh, that, no, that one didn't make the uh, real talk. And I didn't hit that's the uh, rim. Andrew. I didn't hit the rim shot on the Jed the, joke either. That's, that, that was that wasn't right. Look, how dare Andrew? I can't believe that friend of real talk. I mean, that's that, we we're a high class operation here. That's, that's you know, gone too far. They're taking shots well, at our friends, that's you know, especially not, Rachel. You can't be taking shots. Actually, at Rachel. FCC rules are the reason we hit the dump. Oh, is that right? Okay, I thought it was one of those two things. I thought it was one of those two things. I will pay off the riddle. What, again, what do a bird, a beer, and a fish all have in common? We'll get to that and more of your phone calls. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is here on Fox from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and he'll give you the latest. Eddie? Well, ben, of course, we start with the playoffs, and in the NBA, we have the final game of the first round, a Game 7 between the Cavaliers and the Pacers. Cleveland gets the 105-101 home win behind their superstar, LeBron James, who had 45 points. So Cleveland takes the series four games and three and advances into round number two, where they'll face the top seed in the East, the Toronto Raptors, next. Opening game, second round series between the top seed in the West, the Rockets. They beat the Jazz at home 110-96. Houston's James Harden had 41 points in the win as they grabbed the 1-0 series advantage. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, the Predators in double overtime edge the Jets 5-4 on a Kevin Fiala goal. That series is tied at 1. And the Capitals and Penguins are tied at 1. Washington gets the 4-1 win. Alexander Ovechkin scored a goal his 7th of the playoffs. This update is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. A couple of notes from baseball, Ben. Sunday night, it was the Yankees beating the Angels 2-1. That's nine straight wins now for New York. And the Red Sox beat the Rays 4-3 on Sunday. Boston, the first team in the big leagues to hit the 20-win mark. All right, very good. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So prior to the Winnipeg-Nashville game, could you have a least attra- – is it possible to have a less attractive TV uh, matchup than Nashville and Winnipeg for a national audience? I don't know that you could. Uh, it would have to be in the top five least attractive matchups for television. But we do radio, so who cares? So It's actually a great series. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, it should no matter. One, it, it doesn't matter. No one cares about the quality. They care about the, the name brand value. There's well, no name brand value stupid. there. Uh, that's just the way it is. So, so the before the game, uh, they have a, a tradition there. The 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 hometown team, the Nashville Predators. They they brought out now in this game for this game they brought out the Tennessee Titans offensive line, and it was one guy in particular on the Titans offensive line that we want to talk about. Taylor Lewan 
who they did it last year too, by the way, who proceeded uh, before this game with Winnipeg to. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. He he uh, shotgunned a beer out of a catfish that had that, been that killed. That is accurate. Yes. Uh, he uh, then proceeded to give the bird to some fans that were in front there. It looked like some Winnipeg fans there. I saw and him he was give drinking, the bird, yes. I he don't was know drinking was uh, Bud Light, mm-hmm. uh, looked like there. Uh, that was what he was shotgunning yeah. there, the Bud Light. And looked like that had not been his first Bud Light. It looked like he had done a little no, pre-gaming. It, w- it was the yeah. uh, Titans' entire offensive line and quarterback Marcus uh, Mariota. Of course, because the offensive looked, line can't go anywhere yes, without their he quarterback. He looked really out of place. He, uh, he was not drinking any beer, and he was kind of standing to the side just kind of watching his guys, yeah, like, the big yeah. ugly, so to speak, go uh, wild. But if you notice there, he was trying to be, he was trying to be cool about it, it. It wasn't working. He was trying to be cool because he's – He's got the two noisemakers, and he's holding them above his head as the hoodlums on the offensive line are doing their thing. And then he's got one, and then he just kind of like, he's just smiling there, uh, the the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Who's the guy that had their shirt off? Number 67? I don't know his name. You know name. who that guy is? No. Yeah. No, he had his shirt off. So that, Does that count, though? That's a party foul. They gave you Predator jerseys, and he took his he took it, he took it off. Well, he did it last year as well, so I feel, I feel like he felt like he had to do it again. Oh, did they win the Stanley Cup last year? No, but the, what the, the offensive lineman came out and they did the same thing. They, I don't think he drank the beer off or out of the fish last year, but they did like shotgun some beers and and uh, scream and whatnot. Yeah, is it now? Who is number sixty-seven on the Titans? You know who that is? I don't know. You do not know. You don't know the Titans' offensive line. You claim to be a talk show host. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I know. It's a bad job, but I apologize. Let's see if we can find number sixty. I'm going to find it for you, Eddie. Is what I'm going to do. Number sixty-seven for the Tennessee Titans. Quentin Spain, who? four-year who? guard out of West Virginia. Never heard of him. I don't know who that is. Six four three thirty. Looks a little bigger than that. Quentin <laughs> Spain, mostly around the uh, stomach area. Yeah. yeah. So, does catfish beer taste better than regular beer? Does it enhance the taste of the Bud Light? The the. Uh... I'm not big on the fish, Ben. So You're I would not. say I would say no. But uh, I got you. I got you. I have no experience with that. I understand. All right, to the phones we go, and we'll say hello to Weed Man Hippie. All the stars are lined up. Look at this, oh, one after another. No. It's my life, unbelievable. Hello, Weed Man Hippie. Happy birthday. I want to kiss the ring. I brought a guest for you, Mara. Hello. Say hello to Ben. Hello, Mara. 69 is the final number before you have all, All right. right. Thank you for Happy that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. The first words out of her mouth were 69. <laughs> that was and, just a warm-up act. Yes. <laughs> and, there, and then there was a bomb directly right, after right the potty mouth. <laughs> I can't believe someone like that would be hanging out with Weed Man oh, It's a shock. It's amazing really. that Weed Man would be attracted to such people. I can't imagine that that would be going on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are on Twitter at Ben Maller. Will that make the podcast coop? Yeah, leave it in there. Why not? Ben shaking up. his head. No. Podcast ratings Ooh. would be great. Uh, Rob in Syracuse says you got to ban real talk. That was uncalled for. Uh, I agree. He says, uh, oh, I guess he's from the Pacific. I thought he was from the North uh, Syracuse, but he's from the Pacific Northwest. He says Robbie the Mariner fan ain't gonna blank on me. He said, I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm confused by that. I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Dolphin Mike uh, says, there's your call of the year. He should stick to his day job as the towel boy at the local bathhouse, Dolphin Mike says, of uh, Real Talk. Very upset. Very, very upset here. 
Uh, let's go now to a man, arguably the worst caller in the history of the show. It only gets better. We say hello to Barbecuing Len, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Barbecuing Len. Ben, happy birthday, man. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Are you done? Is that it? This week. What? I'm on vacation. This is my first day of vacation. Why are you staying up? You should go to bed. You get some sleep. And miss your show? Yes. Yes, it's okay. I Just calling in. I give you a hall pass. You're free to miss the show and sleep in. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Come on, Ben. You know you love me. Hold on. Love you, Ben. Danny, do I? Uh, my my love with barbecuing land and my... <sighs> Yeah. yeah, the only thing that could make this hour's worth of callers w- even worse, you know who he calls your Boston show. Oh, are you talking? You know, well, there's a couple guys that call the Boston show yeah. and call this show. One in particular, though. Does this involve pie, by chance, or is this uh, <laughs> someone else? There? Oh, you, oh, really? You want me to go there? I'll go there if you is, want me is to he go. On hold? Of course, no, he's on hold. No, he, no. This is a murderer's row for no. my career. These guys are all trying no. to get me fired. These guys. All right, uh, thank you, Barbecue. Very kind of you to call up and uh, never call again. Uh, let's say hello now to Whoopi Pie Blair from the mean streets of Maine. Hello, Whoopi Pie Blair. Well, I would never say what that one guy said, so the first caller, that was not right. That was actually really not right because you got to be respectful, and I take respectful in one way and that is to be nice to all the callers that call in and give them respect back. Nah, that's boring. Okay, wh- whatever. Okay, so yeah. I got something for you. Happy birthday to Ben Mallard. Happy <laughs> birthday to There was a D on the end of that. I heard, it, I heard a D. the best ever oh. radio show. Because I, I have was... to stay up, and we all stay up for you. Eddie, I'm being serenaded. Please I don't interrupt here. I was being nice. You singing Eddie, the song. Really? It doesn't matter if you got my name wrong. He was really the, the thought wrong, that counted. The thought You're that counted. You're a real nice person. I was freaking being nice <laughs> to, to Ben Mallard. That's this, what you do. This is very rare for him to be nice. And that's, you're, Come on. You're ruining his mojo, Eddie. The man was singing. I got up out of my sleep to be nice He was to bending the knee, when and I you got in the way yeah, bend him over for Ben Mallory. That's right. I'll say here it's his birthday. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it like that. But that, Eddie? Yeah. yeah. Really, Eddie? Yeah. How Where's dare you? Where's the Kings at? Yeah. I noticed Where's that. Los Angeles Kings? Right, bend over for Ben Mallory. I noticed that. And my Los Angeles <laughs> Angels are doing bad. And you have to do that? He's Crap. still talking. Come on. He won't stop. I'll rip you a new one. Because he knows when he... rip you a new one? Well, you, just, you just said you started with class, and now you want to rip Eddie a new one? You said, oh, I'm a class. Yeah, cl- I want to rip him a new one, Ben Mauer, because I, I literally was being Bye. nice to you. Wow. Kaboom. So this, obviously, we've dumped two callers. We shouldn't have taken two other callers. And the third caller, we just, yeah, okay. I mean, quite I think, the hour. I think Danny wanted you to go to him just so he could blow him up. Yeah. It's almost like it's a Ben Maller roast. See, now he's going to call me up later in the week, and he'll be like, he'll call either this show again or the Boston show that I do, and he'll be like, ah, you hung up on me. So then I'll just throw all you guys under the proverbial team bus is what I'll do. I'll say, I'll blame Danny G. And then he say, well, it wasn't Danny G. Then I'll blame Eddie. And then he'll say, it wasn't Eddie. And then I'll blame Coop. So I'll just go through the whole list there is what I'm going to do. Oh, sounds like he might go after Eddie this time. You think he'll... Yeah, Eddie will be the person that he goes after? Yep. Probably so. 
Uh, let's see. Ernie says, uh, what does a person just coming off a 24-hour shift and real talk shtick have in common? They are both very tired, Ernie says. Uh, points that out there. A lot of reaction as well. Still filtering in on the social media from that inter- interaction we had with real talk earlier. As it is the Ben Maller radio program, we will have the Who Am I game. We'll do the Who Am I game right now. Also, the MLB Pick'em as well. Heading into play on Sunday, I was the only player in the major leagues this season with three homers over 450 feet. Again, heading into play on Sunday, I was the only big league player that had hit three home runs over 450 feet. Who am I? That's the question. The answer next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Robin Vegas writes in. He says, so did we finally hear from Lisa when you took Weed Man Hippie's call? None of us listening to the radio heard any of it. Uh, Rob, that was not that was not Lisa. I don't know who that was, but that was a potty mouth girl is what that was. She had a very, uh, very deep vocabulary of a bedroom talk, I guess you could say. So, uh, the Who Am I game heading into play on Sunday. I was the only player. The only one? In Major League Baseball this season with three homers over 453, 450 feet. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Miguel on fire is going with Jim Gantner. Harry Pothead says Greg Brady's the answer. Barry Manilow with the real Martin as his answer. Kyle Schwarber, guessed by Brad the Cub fan. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? We have uh, Stoner Marvin going with Marijuana as the answer. Brig, it's, was this Bart Simpson checking in? Rin Tin Tin from the Little Troller. Mike from the LBC, clearly not cheating, is going with Dave Kingman as his answer. The Rooster says it's got to be Nick Punto. That's the answer. Uh, all right. Uh, Randy, clearly listening in San Diego, got it right. He must be a Padre fan. Now, do you know the answer, Eddie? Yes, Charlie Hayes. No, not uh, the great third baseman Charlie Hayes. The correct answer from the San Diego Padres, Franchi Cordero. Quite the name. You a big Franchi Cordero fan, Eddie? Frenchy? No, Franchi. Franchi? Yeah, Franchi Cordero. Yeah. Who? I've never heard of that. You've person. never he plays for the Padres. He's had three long home runs this year. You've never seen the Padres play baseball this year? No, I have not. No, you've never given a Padres score update with a I don't think I have Cordero actually. Home no, run. I really? don't believe I have. Are we dis are we disrespecting the Padres? Is that what we're doing yes. here? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh let's say hello to Blind Scott who's in Boston. It's a who's who. It's a cavalcade of stars here. Hello Blind Scott. Oh, what a weekend for Boston sports. We just beat up all these losers down in Tampa and then out in Milwaukee. I mean, we're just the champs here in Boston. I mean, the Red Sox might not be doing that hot, but you don't win the World Series in August. You win it in October, and that's what we do here in Boston. We're the champs. Hey, Ben, it's your birthday. I remember I quit drinking on your birthday four years ago. That's been going real well for me, you know. I'm in Twitter jail for the next week. Somebody put me in Twitter jail, so I can't tweet or anything. So 
So if anybody wants to know what happened with Weed Man Hippie's phone call, I heard it, but no one else can hear it because some man that puts rings on everybody got me blocked on Twitter. Oh, but wow. Hey, oh. hey, that don't matter to me, though. I got a big litig- I got a big litigation case against Twitter that I'm about to unleash this week. Oh, the, you're going to be the- banned. You're going to be banned from Twitter, Blind Sky. They'll kick yeah, you off. All the speech software they don't upgrade on there. I got two litigation cases open now. I'll have a third one. If it, hey, that's why I never join a cult. I'm not part of a militia. I'm just one man show because I don't join a team. I'm just one guy, and I'm the number one radio caller. I'm I'm the best on every show. It might be a birthday, but I'm still number one. You're not. I'm the greatest caller of all time. I'm gonna win. He's fading away there, blindness, Scott. Boy, I sure will miss his tweets. So for those that have not been keeping score at home, a Blind Scott, uh, he, according to Fluffy Dave, our guy in Minnesota, uh, Blind Scott got Fluffy Dave in Twitter timeout twice, got his account suspended twice, and now the payback, according to Blind Scott, he's claiming that the ring guy, I think we know who that is, the ring guy then got his account, what, seven days he can't send any tweets, so he got put on timeout also? All right, so so things are going well. The the, the Maller militia is getting along very well with each other. There's no problems at all. Everything's going everything's going good. Uh, Robin Vegas says the animosity level is running high so far for tonight's show. Fitting because it's uh, your birthday. So is what he has to say. So uh, Scott, those pies aren't in a common area where Arnie can get them, are they? Scott said. Yeah. Well, Arnie has left the building. Okay, Pigpen has checked out of the building, uh, so it's past his bedtime anyway, Arnie. He, he wouldn't he wouldn't be up at this hour. So, but but the pie I've not had any pie yet. I'm gonna have. I have to I have the eating of the pie process. There's a whole thing. Has anyone had pie? Has anyone had pie here? Uh, I, I I think it's oh. a rule. You cannot have pie until the birthday boy. Exactly. Oh, is that right? Waiting okay. for you. All so right. we got to do All the right. pick 'em first. Oh, that's right. Let's do the pick 'em then. Pick 'em then pie. It's the MLB pick 'em. Talking baseball. D D Joey and Francisco. All right. Ah, oh, well, that was terrible. Here we go. Uh, Koopa Loop. Who's going first on the MLB pick? Who's the smartest guy? No, 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 no. You, you missed it. You missed your chance. Who's the guy in the room? Who's the most wonderful person in the world? Don't have time. Who barbecuing Len We're loves? Out of time. Yeah. What? <laughs> who's going first? Pick. With the, oh, I won. I'm the winner. I had no idea oh, I won. Oh, With the first Shut pick, Team oh. Maller selects. <laughs> D.D. Gregorius of the New York Yankees. Kubaloo. Charlie Blackman. Eh. They're on the road. Danny. Your boy Mookie Betts. The Mookie is Gonskis uh, at Fenway. They play the Royals. Uh, Eddie. Yonder Alonzo. Yeah, you can have him. One more, Eddie. Javier Baez. Not on my board. Danny G. Aaron Judge. You can have Aaron Judge. Kubaloo. I will go with Christian Villanueva. Okay, you didn't look at that twice to pronounce it. <laughs> I will go with Joey Votto, the Cincinnati Reds, and also Francisco Lindor of the Indians. Kubalu. I will go with Yoan Mancada. <laughs> Gesundheit. God bless you. Annie G. That's the pick of the game right <laughs> Johan there. Jose. It's not Johan. It Altuve. is Altuve. It is not. It is. I got it right. No. Jose, I'm right. Excuse me. I'm picking guys. What's that? Jose Altuve. That was a good pick two years ago. Eddie, hurry Bra- up. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. There it is. The MLB pick them. You got to have pride. You got to have pride. Well, okay. Very proud Indiana Pacer. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air 
everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And so the the Cavalier Pacer Game 7, which there's more to talk about than the, the Houston-Utah matchup, which was a blowout from the very beginning there. Uh, Poop fest. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot to talk about. I mean, if there was, we would talk about it. There's not a lot there. Very uncompetitive performance uh, by the Utah Jazz. You can't tell me that Ricky Rubio, uh, his absence is the the reason that the uh, Jazz could not defend the three-point shot. But the the Pacer-Cav matchup, a much more compelling talk, right? So So the Indiana Pacers took the Cavs to the brink in the opening round playoff series. Did they win? No. They did not, right? Cleveland pulls out a game seven. They win in advance. They'll take on Toronto on Tuesday. But don't you dare not give Indiana credit for losing in the first round of the playoffs. Victor Oladipo, who did put up really good numbers, although there were a couple times in the series where he vanished, but overall his stat line, impressive. If you just look at the final product, you said the guy averaged over 22 points a game, almost 23, over eight rebounds a game, six assists, and over two steals, and then proceeded to give the media a lecture after the Pacers were eliminated by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had a rant. He had a filibuster, and he chastised reporters saying, if y'all don't respect the Indiana Pacers now, I have no respect for you. That's just how I feel. Oladipo continued his rant. Uh, He laid it on. Very, very, very thick. He said, nobody thought, he played the nobody thought we were going to be here card. Oh, did he learn that at Indiana? Uh, Oladipo said, nobody thought we were going to be here. No one, not one person, Oladipo shouted, but us in the locker room. I feel like we've earned our respect from everyone, he said. And now if you don't respect us, that's fine. After initially saying no to that. That's your opinion, but I believe we've earned it, he said. All right, let's talk about this. Now, the question, have the Pacers earned your respect? Uh, I'm going to go no on this. I'm sorry, Victor Oladipo. You can come down on me and condemn me and all this. My perspective, you've got participation, weak sauce, and you also have two problems. All right, those two problems. We'll get to all this. We'll work our way through it. Uh, We'll lock everything together. A, Victor Oladipo would be the perfect example of someone who's from the no-loser generation, right? Unfortunately, that is not how it works, right? There are winners and there are losers. They're the haves and the have-nots. And just because you almost became a have does not mean that you are a have. You're a have-not. And unfortunately, that's how that works, right? You have one column for the win, and you have another column for the loss. The Cavaliers lived to play another day. Was it aesthetically pleasing? No. Did the Indiana Pacers outscore the Cleveland Cavaliers over seven games? Yes. Did Indiana win the series? No. Right? They did not. The Pacers go home. They begin their tropical vacation. It's possible that Nate McMillan, after that game, handed Oladipo in the locker room a participation award. It could have happened. The 
nobody thought we were going to be here card is weak and played out. It's as tired and worn as you could possibly want. Just like during the NFL draft this past week. And I nobody thought I could be a first-round pick. Nobody thought I would be a second-round pick. I can't believe this. All this going on and on and on. It's like, okay, put a timeout. Put a sock in it, if you will. Nobody thought we were going to be here. Did Indiana overachieve this season sans Paul George? Sure. Did they play team basketball? Yes. Did it pay off? They lost in the playoffs. Let's not get too carried away here. They won a few more games than they were supposed to win in the regular season, and they lost a seven-game series in the playoffs. Did it help the Cavaliers that the officials were in the back pocket of the Cavaliers? Yeah, sure it did. Part B of this, the athletes who demand respect, uh, I always get a kick out of this, right? In this case, you lost a playoff series against a team that was vulnerable. If anything, there should be anger on the Indiana Pacers side, and the reaction, the emotion I'm getting is satisfaction. You know, there's Victor Oladipo looking for a pat on the back and an attaboy and an extra orange slice because the Indiana Pacers won respect. Pathetic. If anything, Indiana blew it, right? The Cavaliers were a disheveled mess for most of this series with LeBron James and then nobody else. This was a very winnable series for Indiana. Now, again, I realize that I'm saying that knowing the Cavaliers had home court advantage, knowing that the 50-50 calls were going to go away from Indiana and in favor of Cleveland. But rather than being upset that such a shoddy and inferior Cavalier team was able to beat the Indiana Pacers, it sounds like Oladipo is looking for kudos, and he wants to be celebrated in the losing locker room. And that is weak sauce by Victor Oladipo. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we played him tough, but we lost. Come on. It's ridiculous. Now, the parting shot on this. Well, everyone assumes the Pacers now are going to be on the upswing. I've seen several supposed basketball pundits who have claimed that this is not an aberration. That this Indiana Pacer team is going to be a factor in the Eastern Conference. And you better remember the Pacers come next year. So do we buy that? Do we buy that? Well, there's two things working against the Indiana Pacers here. Number one, you're making the assumption that the players are going to continue to get better. That Victor Oladipo and the other collection of young players, Miles Turner and Thaddeus Young, these other guys are going to continue to evolve their game, right? Uh, and it's also a question of limits, right? Bojan or Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, for example, how far is the the ceiling on that, as an example? Uh, and then the second thing here, from the Indiana Pacers' perspective, is now they are on the grid. Now, they might not stay on the grid, but they're on the grid right now. So teams are not going to completely overlook and discount the Indiana Pacers. Victor Oladipo made great strides in this particular playoff series. However, I guess I'm from the old school, but the whole respect thing I laugh at. Because even when teams win championships, 
what happens is you look to knock them down. So you never ultimately get the R word that you're work you're, you're working towards. So it's comical to me that you want to you want to throw that out there. Oh, we deserve respect. You know, come on, shut up. You, know, you win the, the Golden State Warriors have had this great run in recent years, and and people still tear them down. And if they win again this year, the the same thing's going to happen. But generally, what you do get more of is if you win a playoff series, you get the R word, the respect from winning a playoff series, not finishing first runner up in the first round of the playoffs, and you don't get an extra trophy because you happen to. Uh, you happen to end up outscoring the opposition. You didn't win. You had to win four out of seven. You didn't win four out of seven. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the the horrible Cavalier lineup with backup players, including Larry Nance Jr., Jr., Jordan Clark, George Hill, Rodney Hood, and Jeff Green. Those guys beat the Indiana Pacers. So put a sock in it. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund. Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. And we don't do shout-outs on this show, Eddie, but... Uh, no, I'm, I'm afraid we do not. Our, uh, our long-time listener, this guy goes back, he's an old-school Ben and Dave listener back in the old days when I first started. Uh, he is. Uh, he came by, and he provided a very nice uh, picture of Johnny Cash doing the Trevor uh, or Taylor Lee Wan, uh, the... The bird. It was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Neat. yeah Shout out nice. to P1 Chet. Thanks to Chet. Chet used to be he his- He brought you a gift? He brought yeah. You a- oh, okay. Yeah, he brought me a gift. Very nice. I'll show it to you, but you were, you were in the other rooms. But it's uh, it's pretty good. And we have had the cutting of the pie. We've had the ceremonial cutting of the pie. Banana cream solid. Pretty good. Not bad. I have not had the apple. Has anyone else had any pie? Uh, I have not had You've any not pie had. yet. Okay. I will, though, soon. Yeah, I haven't had any yet, All either. Right. Cool. <laughs> Of course, uh, of I've course had pie. you've had pie. Why? Why not? He's pissed off that he had to wait for you to get a piece. I've already finished my pie. <laughs> you've already finished your piece. Your one piece of pie. Yep. Did you go the banana cream or the apple? Stupid question. Banana right? cream. Yes, right? Oh, of course. course, you went with the banana cream because you can always get apple. Banana cream. You don't always get the the banana cream. Now, Danny G, you're on a diet. Will you be eating pie tonight, or you be pretending like yeah. you're eating pie and not actually <laughs> eating the pie? Yeah, officially it's still the weekend, and your birthday was Sunday, so that yeah. counts as the weekend. That is true. That is so true. I'm going to do some apple pie because there's apples in it, so that counts that's as fruit. Yeah, that's health food. That's there's right. bananas in the banana cream that counts oh, as banana. Damn. That means I can have a piece of both. Then. Yes, ab- you should. Absolutely, you should. I like this. You should be our trainer. Yeah, I'm. I'd be a great trainer. That would be wonderful. All right, you're done. You're done. All right, go watch TV. Done. <laughs> See me tomorrow. One rep, one rep, uh, 15 sets, one rep. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, if you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And uh, let's see, I can't read that one on the air. Uh, Randy says, you better learn who Franchi is. Only six homers in 64 bats. Average distance, 448 feet. And he's not the second coming of Rob Deere. Randy then points out that the Padres are World Series bound. Well, Franchi was the answer to the Who Am I game. If you're wondering why, we got a random message about a Franchi Cordero of the Padres. The Padres team, they all get to fly and watch the World Series? Yes, they get invited, but only if they sell enough cookies. They get invited to the World Series. They have to sell enough cookies, and then they get invited. It's uh, It's amazing how that works. Yeah, it's shocking. All right, let's go to the phones. Eddie is in Charlotte, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Eddie. 
Hey, good morning and happy birthday, Mr. Ben. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, sir. What's going on? What's on your mind? Hey, listen, um, I'm a New York football Giants fan, and I was wondering, from your perpetual opinion, when uh, Eli's big brother won his last Super Bowl, he basically was a shell of himself. Since the Giants now have another offensive threat, if our defense can return to how it was year before last, do you think Eli might could do the same thing? See, Eddie, you're asking the wrong guy here because that that you 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 want the exception to the rule. You would admit that what Peyton Manning when the when the Broncos won the Super Bowl a couple years years ago, that was the exception to the rule. That's not how it's supposed to happen, right? right. I mean, I I I can't bet on the Giants. I think Saquon Barkley is going to be a fine NFL player. I don't. No, there's no guarantee. There've been plenty of running backs that have been looked amazing, looked like Adonis and Hercules, and then gotten the NFL and fallen on their face. But I believe he'll be a fine player in the NFL. I, I have no confidence. You watched the Giants, Eddie. You know that that Elijah Manning has been the worst quarterback over the last five years in the NFL. <laughs> he has. He's not. No, you're laughing, but it's true. You know it's, it's true. true. It, is, right, it, it is true. And and it's like, I understand. I'm not going to kill the Giants for not taking a quarterback because I, I have legitimate questions about all these quarterbacks in the draft. I don't, think, I don't think there's a guarantee home run in the draft. The only real criticism, which is called nitpicking, is that the Giants could have traded down from the number two pick and still gotten Saquon Barkley because of all the teams that were trying to get quarterbacks. They chose not to do that. So so now that's that, that's the only path, Eddie. The only path for the Giants is what you just said. Dominating defense, Saquon Barkley, the skilled players are going to have to overachieve and, and catch all those lame ducks, those dying ducks from Eli Manning that he tosses out there. So. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. You have a whole lot of more healthy birthdays, uh, Ben. I all appreciate right, well, thank you. Too. You too, Eddie. You too, man. All right, all right thank all right. you, buddy. There's uh, Eddie Chick. But that for a deep dive on the Giants. Solid. So they did. Uh, the Giants did draft a quarterback, the uh, quarterback out of Richmond, that the Patriots were supposed to be all hot and bothered. Yeah. Now, what's wrong? Wait a minute. What was what, that for? You want to do a post-draft recap? Look at the, all the NFL draft. No. That's not compelling, stimulating, entertaining radio. No. Apparently, apparently not. You don't. Want to, you don't want me to microanalyze the offensive lineman I've never heard of the Rams drafted or. That collection of players the Patriots picked up, no? All right, apparently not. Apparently not. All right, 877-99 on Fox is the number, 877-996-6369. It's all about the myth-making. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel a light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of the Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, an interesting revelation from Jonathan in Philadelphia. He claims that the last call that we took, that guy Eddie in Charlotte, he says that Eddie in Charlotte is actually the John 316 guy that's been calling for years. We have to investigate. We have to do an investigation. This is going to be a Ben Maller show investigation here. Uh, now, John uh, Jonathan in Philly claims he thinks he's on to something. That, that, that guy Eddie is actually the John 316 guy. Now, that would be something, because the John 316 guy has been calling me for years, years and years. He always calls the instant advice line. 
And I don't think I've ever spoken to a caller in, in, named Eddie or that guy, Eddie, from Charlotte. Uh, so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get a little clip of Eddie's phone call, and then we'll have to side-by-side side the John 316 guy. Well, because we're owned by iHeart, we have a voice analysis program here in the studio. Oh, we do? So we will Right next throw, to the pie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll throw that into the analyzer. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. I look. I like. I like that. Uh, Christopher writes in. Uh, he says, "Blind Twitter follower in North Carolina says, uh, I guess it's for my birthday. Uh, won a lifetime supply of headphones from Fox Sports Radio. That's what I should get. Uh, Arnie Spaniard taking out the trash before the show. Three printers that work, and four uh, championships for the Dodger Clippers and uh, Rams. What's so, wrong with your Clippers?" Well, thank you for that. Well, I I don't need those other. I, all I need is I, I like the lifetime supply of headphones. I've gone through so many. I've spent hundreds, probably thousands of dollars on headphones over the years because there's a glitch in the equipment and it keeps uh, over over modulated. Whatever, it's it's a pain in the ass. Uh, and uh, Arnie taking out the trash. Yeah, Arnie, he kind of looks like a trash man. Yeah, he should absolutely take the trash out. He smell. I know he smells like a trash man. So yes, no question about it. Uh, Ernie says, Ben, would you rather be Mr. Irrelevant or not get drafted at all? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think it'd be kind of cool. I'd be into the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing. You get the trophy. You get the trip to Disneyland. And for years and years to come, you get remembered, especially if you're good. Like if you're the greatest Mr. Irrelevant of all time, that would be pretty cool. It's not as neat, though, as it used to be, Ernie, when the draft was 17 gazillion rounds, and they, the Mr. Irrelevant never made it. Like, now Mr. Irrelevant actually has a chance to make it in the NFL. All right, to the phones we go. And Dwayne in Fresno is on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Dwayne? Hey, Benny. Happy birthday, buddy. Hello, Dwayne. What's going on, man? Another much. I'm out here in Fresno. I know Danny G's from Fresno. Close. Well, you know, he's driven through Fresno. That's uh, does that count? Yeah. yeah, Eddie is the one from the Fresno area. Oh, is it Eddie? Yeah, it's Eddie. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry, I messed it up. Oh, it's I okay. I was forced to spend some time in Modesto. Guy's name. <laughs> he's not listening. Oh, I know. Yeah, we all sound the same. That's what happens. <laughs> you know, we all sound the same. So. Well, no, no, no. But I was, I've been thinking. I listen to you on the podcast all the time. On the MLB Pick'em, I think you should pick a pitcher. Yeah, we've talked about that, but then that adds a whole new wrinkle for Coop to have to keep score, and he doesn't want to do that. It's too much. Well, no, that sucks, because when you do hockey, you do a goalie. Yes, true. And when you do uh, football, you always pick a, you know, a quarterback, a tight end, a running back, yeah. all that. I, I would be fine and with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be yeah, fine. I, baseball, I could pick... you got to have a pitcher. Start... How do you have baseball without a pitcher? Well, we've done it for 10 years that way, or 15 years, or however long we've done it. So we, I mean, we've done it a long time that way. But I, I'm not against it. I, I would be open to drafting a pitcher. It would have to be a starting pitcher. And then we'd have to come up with a point system for how many how many points is a win worth, how many innings, you know, point an inning, strikeouts, that whole thing. So it's a big to-do. Well, yeah, yeah, you could do that. I know we could do it. Baseball, yeah. you got to have the same rules. We work in radio, though, so it's a lot of extra work, you know. We work in well, yeah, lazy. but I mean, what else is uh, you know what else does Coop have to do except eat pie? It's a good point. No, it's a you fair know, point. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, he's got something else he could do. Yeah. I know Danny G's on some of them other talk shows. I hear him every now and then. Really, but, Danny uh, cheating on other talk shows? How about that? Unbelievable. 
Mm. Well, yeah, because well, he's a Fresno boy. I'm a Fresno boy too. There I'm, we go uh, again with not, not, not Danny. Else. That's Eddie. Not that's, Danny. that's Eddie. You, get a, <laughs> you mix up Danny and Eddie there. That's. Uh, yeah. Oh, did I do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Danny G thing. I don't think you should call him Judas. <laughs> I don't either. Do You're the confused guy. You're Dwayne no, the confused no, guy. I don't think you should call him Judas. Judas was a bad guy. Danny G is not a bad guy. I, mean, I agree, Danny G. I'm never going to call Danny G Judas. I'm never going to call Danny G Judas. I've never. I will never do it. You are correct. I will never do that. Now, other people, I might call him that, but not Danny G. Danny G. I'm not going to call you Judas. So, so now, Dwayne, are you the? You're not the yeah. guy that had the head injury, are you, Dwayne? You're not that guy, are you? No, no, no! I've had that head injury. I've called you before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not He's the a big last Super show. Bowl was the Super Bowl before when the Patriots came from behind. How could I forget? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, I, I called you then. But the problem is, I work in the carnival business, and I was working games that weekend, so I had a real raspy voice. Yeah. And uh, Koopaloo thought I was uh, hollering James because I had a real raspy voice, yeah. but I'm not hollering James. We kind of thought you were real talk at the beginning. We you sounded yeah. a little like real talk. Same you, cadence. Yeah, hey. the same. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, well, because I'm a carny. I call people into my game. You know, you play the I know. games, the machine guns, the, I the love... striker, all that stuff. That's what I do. I love that you're a carny because you're like a con man as a carny, right? I mean, you're a con. You're getting kid, little kids over there thinking they're going to win that giant stuffed animal, and even if they get it in the it, it, get the ball in the hole, they win like the smallest, most minuscule stuffed animal oh, imaginable. No, 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 no. Those are alibi agents. I'm a straight game agent. I work the machine gun game. Yeah. You shit out that red star. You take home the biggest prize I got. I wouldn't cheat a kid because they're the only reason we're out there. <laughs> okay. The the one honest carny. All right. <laughs> well, there's a few more of us, but they're all prettier than I am because I'm an yeah. old, ugly guy, so, and I've been hitting the head a few times. I understand. Don't sound like it at all. So where now on the carny circuit, I'm interested in this because I'm fascinated. Yeah. I go to the state fair and all that you know, during the summer, and I see these carny guys. Like yeah. what? What's your circuit? Like your base? Are you based in Fresno, Dwayne? Is that where your home base is? Or are you just passing? Well, through? what it is is we do a lot of. Uh, well, it's you know it's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, county fairs have do some do with the harvest. So whenever the stuff comes in, so I could be anywhere from Ukiah, California, to San Diego. Uh, so you work, you work like, California. Yeah, when the cantaloupe come in, we do the cantaloupe festival. Uh, when the strawberries uh, come in, we do strawberry festival. Okay. All that right. kind of stuff. All right. So if I come out there, and I, can you cook me up with a stuffed animal? Like if I saw you, would you, you know, look the other way? Or Are you kidding me? Of course. Are you all kidding right. Me? That's You're good. Better. All right. Yeah. Definitely all right. See, up. now we're talking. Now we're talking. So I got to find oh, out. Yeah. What are the low? We have the L.A. County Fair, the Orange County Fair. What else? You don't you don't do any of those, do you, Dwayne? Uh no, no, no. Uh-huh. But we uh, have done the uh, uh, the uh, we do a lot of the stuff with uh, the the churches. The oh, the churches, churches in L.A. County. Oh, well, I'm a big We're Catholic, so I'll be all about that. Yes, science. absolutely. All right, all right. Yeah. I gotta go. Thank you, Dwayne. All right, buddy. All right, bye, bye. There he goes, uh, Dwayne the Carney. <laughs> Oh, uh, the Carney guys. They I, they have wonderful stories, though. The Car- the Carneys, that's quite the life And trip. a few teeth. Well, it's okay. Teeth are overrated. All right, we'll get to myth-making. We also have Mallard of the Third Degree. We'll get to all that from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We say hello to Eddie Garcia, not Judas, at least not for right now, with the latest.
Let's give you caught up on the playoffs. First in the NBA, where we had the final game of the first round. Game 7 between the Cavaliers and the Pacers, and behind 45 points from LeBron James, Cleveland gets the 105-101 victory to take the series four games to three and advance into round number two. They will face the top seed in the East, the Toronto Raptors, next. Opening game of the second round series for the top seed in the West, the Rockets, as they beat the Jazz 110-96. James Harden, 41 points for Houston as they grab the 1-0 series advantage. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, double overtime. Predators beat the Jets 5-4 behind a Kevin Fiala sudden-death goal. That series is tied at 1. Capitals over the Penguins 4-1. That series is tied at 1-1. Alexander Ovechkin gets his 7th goal of the playoffs for Washington. This support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now then after our final show of the week last week, the news came down that Dallas Cowboys tight end Jason Witten has been offered the job as the lead analyst for Monday Night Football and is considering retiring to take the job. Now over the weekend, there was also a report that another network has made Witten an offer as well. Meanwhile, Cowboys coach Jason Witten has tried to convince Witten to not retire and play for a 16th season. Witten reportedly is going to have a final decision by Wednesday. Oh, God for, God, no, God forbid uh, Jason Witten retire if the Cowboys don't bless him and allow him to retire. That's that's not right. Is there a rule? Again, we've talked about this. Like You've got Aikman, the lead guy at Fox, Tony Romo, the lead guy at CBS, and you could have – Jason Witten, the lead guy at ESPN, that would be three Dallas Cowboys on three broadcast platforms at the lead analysis, a former Dallas Cowboy. Well, I am told they are America's team, Ben. Are there players from any other team that could be the lead analyst? Is Chris Collinsworth feeling a little heat looking over his shoulder like, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? I mean, I only played for the Bengals. Nobody likes the Bengals, you know, that whole thing. I'm sure I've heard him talk before, but I don't recall what his vo- Jason Witten's voice even sounds like. Do we have any sound of Jason Witten in the system? I wonder if we have any th- sound. What if he's got a high-pitched voice? He sounds like David Wright, the Mets third baseman, who sounds like Michael Jackson used to sound back in the day. Hmm. Interesting. We have a lot of things in our system. We'll see. Do we, we have Jason, some Jason Witten? Witten. Let's yeah, see found some Jason All Witten. Right. All right. Listen to Jason Witten. This is titled, Don't Know What Garrett Guy Comment Is About. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I know I enjoyed my time with Dez and being a captain and it's a huge honor for me and some of the other guys. And I know what those guys' character is all about. And, uh, you know, there's really nothing there. All right. Generic. Doesn't there. have a high-pitched voice. I'm boring. <laughs> Dullard. Put him on TV. He's dull. It's not nice. There's another one. You think he's more excited? In no. This one? No chance. No chance. Let's, let's, let's hear that. See here, Jason Witten. Decisions are made, and we have to embrace them and move forward as a football team. It's a close knit locker room. Guys work really hard. They're goal minded in what we want to accomplish. And yeah. we're nine and seven. We weren't good enough. And so all our attention is on like going back to work. Clearly, yeah. Oh, that guy's going to be terrible. Oh man, is he going to be bad? There are people fighting for Jason Witten, really? If you believe the reports, man. Yeah. Okay. God, jeez. How how pathetic is the TV business? That they are fighting over Jason Witten. Sports TV, my God. Uh, let's see. Ringing endorsement for Dwayne. Uh, Rob says, best call of the night, Dwayne, hands down. Danny G, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, Rackham. Is uh, what he says. Uh, Mr. Wonderful, confused, uh, Carney Dwayne is my favorite new caller. So people demanding they hear more of confused Carney Dwayne calling the show. Let's go to Holiday who's in L.A., and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Holiday. 
Happy birthday, Ben, man. How man, you thank doing? you, Holiday. It's an honor many, to have many you more on. to you, man. I, I, I exhaled a few times for you. I just <laughs> got a question, Ben, man. I just touched down back to Earth since 420. Um, how are the Clippers doing in the playoffs? Well, the Clippers have two lottery picks. Two, not one, but two. And so oh, they, they, are, lottery team they are set up. <laughs> Jerry, it's all part of the master plan by Jerry oh, West. Man. Jerry I West. I did not know that. I yeah. just said I thought I could have sworn. It. No, I'm just. You, you know who doesn't have a lottery? You know who doesn't though. have a lottery pick? The Lakers. They don't even have a lottery pick this year. How about that? That's all right. We don't need one. Don't That's right. You were so good last year. I, I can understand. But anyway, yes. You know what I'm really tired of, man. People harping on Cleveland and their pick. I look at it. I've been watching this draft as long as for about 30 years now, and everybody wrong about who they pick. So why Cleveland got to be, you know, the, the scapegoat or they have to be the poster child for wrong decision this year? It's like, who's to say that Saquon Barkley doesn't end up being the next, you know, what was his name, Ennis Davis? Or Trent Richardson. Who was or Trent Richardson. Bad, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, and then are the Giants stupid? So it's just like, you know, man, they picked what they thought was best for their team. Give them a shot. You know, you because, I mean, like, that's like a slap in the face to the people that they picked. It's like, you're stupid for picking them. Like, you just, so you no, just but, that, but, but Holiday, this is the currency. You know how this works, right? You, you have a relative that was drafted, and people said this guy was not going to be good or this guy's going to be great. That's how it works. That's how the draft process works. And, that, and that's works. why I'm speaking like this, because – if I'm not mistaken, he was better than anybody in that draft as far as receivers is concerned, but his name was never brought up, and if somebody would have took him in the first round, it would have been, they're the dumbest franchise, and this guy, I had him 35th on my board and all that stuff, and, you know, two years later, Pro Bowl, Rick, NFL record. So yeah. I say that just to say, man, these people don't really know what they're talking about, giving people a chance to play. I got and happy birthday. Thank you, buddy. All right, go. Thanks, Holiday. There he goes, uh, Holiday. For those that are new listeners, Holiday is—he's uh, the uncle, right? Is that the uncle? He's uncle. Am I correct on that? Or cousin? He's related to Michael Thomas, uh, the former Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah, they're cousins. They're cousins. Right? They're cousins. Yeah. So he's a cousin. His cousin is Michael Thomas, who is uh, with the New Orleans Saints, and we've been following uh, Michael Thomas's career the last couple of years, and he did very well. Was in the Pro Bowl last year. Had a catch. In the Pro Bowl. Six yards receiving in the Pro Bowl. Very exciting. Uh, it was raining. It was raining, right? Wasn't it raining at the Pro Bowl in Orlando? I think it was. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll get to Maller to the third degree, but first, here's the Insta Trivia, and we'll take more of your phone calls also. Uh, here we go. Here's the Insta Trivia. Back in the 1990s, blank pitcher had a meltdown over what he perceived as a blown call, allowing not one but two runs to score. Again, back in the 1990s, blank starting pitcher had a meltdown over what he perceived as a blown call, allowing not one but two runs to score. That's the instant trivia. The answer next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of the Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook posts about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to attempt three bits, one segment. Three bits, one segment. We can pull it off. We'll find out. So we got the Insta Trivia all in. 
and also Mallard of the third degree. So there's a lot of stuff to get to. We'll start with the instant trivia. Back in the 1990s, blank starting pitcher had a meltdown over what he perceived as a blown call. He then proceeded to allow not one but two runs to score. So we're, we need to fill in the blank on that. And if you know the answer, go to Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Chuck got it right. Clearly cheating. It's a bad job by you. Uh, let's see. Mike from the LBC is going with the big unit, Randy Johnson. Clearly not cheating. Zane Smith, guessed by Dupree. John Tudor from Brad. I think of John Tudor more as like the 1980s, though, the 1990s. But uh, he's going with that. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see. Can't read that one on the air. The rooster says, it's got to be John Rocker, Ben. It's got to be John Rocker. Al Harvosky, the mad Hungarian from Dolphin Mike. Tug McGraw, tossed out by John. Adam, the Bronco fan, is going with the great former pitcher Dikembe Mutombo as his answer. Todd Van Poppel, guessed by Robbie. There's another can't-miss number one overall pick, the great Todd Van Poppel. How'd that work out? Uh, Not good. Uh, Heath got it right also. Bad job by him. He's a cheater. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I do, Ben. All right. It's Todd Stottlemyre. The great Todd Stottlemyre. No, that is incorrect. The correct answer, he played mostly for the Mets and the Yankees, also the Blue Jays and Royals organizations, David Cohn. David Cohn is the answer. In a 1990 game in Atlanta, Dale Murphy and Ernie Witt were on base. Mark Lemke. Ernie Witt. Mark Lemke grounds to second base. Greg Jeffries, the second baseman for the Mets, picks up the ball, lobs the ball to David Cohn, who was covering first. The runner was called safe. That led the Mets starting pitcher, David Cohn, to go ballistic. Had a complete nuclear meltdown, and he starts arguing with the umpire, Charlie Williams, as the two brave runners then scored. The whole time he was arguing, time was in play. It was not out. He, the runners circled the bases, and they scored. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Yeah! It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All right, sports wagering, and we'll each make one pick. Now, I don't normally go big favorites. I don't normally do that, but there are exceptions to the rule. It's a light card on a Monday. Oh, see, I want to I want to avoid the big favorite, but it's it's so easy. It's stealing money. The Red Sox had a tough weekend. They will bounce back with their number five starter, Eduardo Rodriguez, on the mound. They're a big favorite, minus two twenty five. But they will continue the woes of the Kansas City Royals. Go with the Red Sox, Eddie. Stanley Cup playoffs, Bruins against the Lightning. I'm going to take a – it's the over under is six. I'm going to take the over in that one. Oh, you don't bet the over in hockey. I'm yet. doing it. <laughs> Bad job by you, uh, Danny G. Big Ben NBA playoffs, game one, Philly at your Boston Celtics, unless they're not your Celtics. They are my Celtics. Yeah. Over under is 208. They, both teams have fresh legs, so I'm going to take the over. Yeah, Celtics will win that game. Uh, Danny G made his pick, Kubaloo. Ben, he's having a little bit of a renaissance. He must be back on the juice. Who's that? I'm going to go all in with Jake Arrieta and the Philadelphia Phillies over the Miami Marlins. I did notice, yeah. He wasn't very good last year with the Cubs, but he's been okay so far. Uh, that's good. All right, here we go. Let's do it right now. Yes, yes. Three bits, one segment. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And a man with pie in his belly and on his hands, the whole thing, Kubala. Ben, yes? Carmelo Anthony is coming off the worst statistical season of his career. 
and he's uh, long been expected to opt out of his deal at the end of the season. However, uh, shortly after the uh, end of the game against the Jazz getting eliminated, um, Carmelo was asked about the possibility of a bench role. He wasn't having it. Sure. He said, "He said that's not the kind of role that he envisioned for himself when he came to the team." Ben, you got to think the demand for Carmelo Anthony and the role that he wants is pretty scarce at this point. You think it would be just uh, would be smarter to stay with the Thunder, no matter the role that they give him? Well, here's my advice: Carmelo Anthony at this point has to swallow his pride and accept his fate in Oklahoma City. That's where he's going to be. He ain't going anywhere else. A, it is all about the Benjamins. Carmelo Anthony as a basketball player, is on the wrong side of the line. He's on the way down. He's got a player option for almost $28 million. Outside of a general manager who's a drunkard, nobody in the NBA is going to toss around that kind of cash for one year for Carmelo Anthony. Now, the argument is, well, maybe over two or three years he can get more than that. I say no. I say Melo has to stay in Oklahoma City for one more year. And B, for those that know basketball, Carmelo Anthony has been poison for some time. He's 33 years old. He's an old 33. His skills are diminishing. And my advice is to stay in Oklahoma, get the money, then get back on the train and be the nomad like our friend Dwayne the Carney and travel around there and a one-year deal after one-year deal the rest of the way. But no, you should stay in Oklahoma City. Take a backup role if you have to and swallow your pride. Next! Ben, perhaps in an effort to convince everyone that his franchise isn't taking a nosedive, uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay decided to let everyone know that a team contacted the Colts about trading for Andrew Luck during the draft. Yeah, I saw this. Do you believe him? Yeah, sure. Those offers were for pennies on the dollar! Right? Pennies on the dollar! Right? Number one, Andrew Luck doesn't help you win games if he cannot throw the ball. He has yet to pick up, as he said, the Duke and throw it. That is a troubling sign. They are treating his right shoulder like he's 80 years old. I could see someone like John Elway, for example, saying, hey, we'll trade you a third and a six-round pick and another conditional draft pick for Andrew Luck, hoping for some kind of resurrection. But was it a legitimate offer? Probably not. Probably not. And number two, it is amusing to me that the Colts laughed off trading Andrew Luck. His torn labrum has held this franchise hostage now for three years. He has missed almost 60% of the Indianapolis Colts games the past three years. He's missed 28 out of 48 games possible. And even before all of that, I had him in the overrated category. This is a classic example of of the myth of someone far exceeding the reality. Next! Ben, there was uh, reports that surfaced this weekend that Paul George is apparently going to consider signing with the Philadelphia 76ers this offseason. Do you think they'd even have any interest in him, Ben? Well, limited. I mean, first of all, has anyone been downgraded more than Paul George this season? He was a potential outlier top 10 guy in the NBA in Indiana and now he goes to Oklahoma City and uh, disappears. He shot 38% his final 22 regular season games in the regular season. And in the playoffs, he had the, a couple of good games, but he also had three or four games where he disappeared in the postseason. Uh, so the way I look at it, Philadelphia is going to try to spend some money. They've got money. They'll kick the tires on Paul George. 
and LeBron James, but it would be limited. Paul George has been downgraded. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How'd we do? I won. I won. See, I won the game. I won the game. They were in the World Series last year. They're an embarrassment this baseball season, and one of the stars called out for being a dog, a Dodger dog, we will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It took 27 games of garbage, garbage baseball. For the blank to hit the fan. The He's literally on his deathbed. Dodgers doldrums have been played out. It was a sunny afternoon in San Francisco. Garbage. The Giants, who aren't a very good team this year themselves, although they look pretty good when they play the Dodgers, uh, they were raking against the Dodgers yet again. And that led to a tipping point moment for manager Dave Roberts. He did the thing that he has been reluctant to do as Dodger manager, he publicly called out one of his key players, putting them on blast. Now, if you didn't hear about this, because maybe you're still in a hangover from the NFL draft, or you're like our friend Holiday that called up earlier and he's still celebrating 420, uh, something like that, or you're like Carney, the guy Carney, Dwayne the Carney, and you just forgot everything. Uh, last year's Rookie of the Year, Cody Bellinger, was benched during Sunday's game against the Giants for not hustling on a fifth-inning double. Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, if you just to prove that I'm not making this up, uh, here's Dave Roberts trying to be a diplomat while explaining why he benched Cody Bellinger. Dave, why was Cody removed from the game? Because I felt that there wasn't hustle on a play ball that he hit uh, 421 feet into right center field and he cruised into second base and for me I just feel that he's too talented of a player and um, you know for a team that's that's competing every day and grinding and uh, you get a right fielder out there who had chills the day prior and throwing up and, and diving around out there and for Cody not to be on third base um, and, and it's something that we've talked about before so uh, I wouldn't be doing him or the team any service by uh, not acting. All right, so that's Dave Roberts. He went on to say there's certain expectations about the way we play the game, and when you don't abide by that, uh, there's got to be somebody in there who will. They call that Triple's Alley, right? In San Francisco, they call that that area is called Triple Alley because generally if you hit a ball where Cody Bellinger hits it, it's a triple unless you're a dog, and then it's a double, and it's not a triple. Uh, So I wanted to talk about all this. Now, the question is, did Cody Bellinger deserve to be called out for a lack of effort? Uh, I say absolutely. I say absolutely. My my observations here, you've got the sacrificial lamb, ambient, and fumigation. You've got all those things. We'll fasten them together. We'll begin with the fact that Cody Bellinger is being put up on a pedestal as the poster boy for what has been April Dodger baseball which is essentially unwatchable baseball. They suck. They look uninterested. They look unengaged. They are about as unattractive a baseball. All the things the Dodgers did right last year, they are not doing right now. This roster, which is essentially the same group that won the National League pennant, 
There was no World Series. I don't recall the World Series. I don't remember what happened in the World Series. But they have been completely ineffective and generally pathetic the first 27 games of the Major League Baseball season. They have been limp is what the Dodgers have been. And Dave Roberts, is he using Bellinger as a sacrificial lamb? Yes. His reputation is being sacrificed for the common good of the team. There were some other options that Dave Roberts has. He could have called out several other players. He chose Cody Bellinger. And this is one of those situations where this is not the first time that this has happened, and you finally reach your boiling point where Dave Roberts has had enough, and he's like, okay, i got to go public. I've tried to handle this internally. It hasn't worked, and so I'm going to put Cody Bellinger on blast, and I'll tell you what, if it doesn't work, if they continue to play like a bunch of bums, then Dave Roberts, what he's going to do is then start calling out other players on the team. The Dodgers have been taken to the slaughterhouse in the butcher's slaughterhouse far too often here at the start of the season. It is a cancer that has spread team-wide. Now, the only notable addition, the only notable addition the team made was the expiring, well, soon-to-be expiring, contract of Matt Kemp. Not soon enough. Uh, and, and maybe he's rubbing off on the team. Maybe that Matt Kemp attitude has in, infiltrated the entire locker room or they're just they think they won the World Series and they're they've got the winner's curse. Last I checked though, when you Darvish wet his diaper on the mound and vomited all over the mound, projectile vomited in game seven of the World Series, you don't get a trophy after that. Therefore, you should come back and I don't know, maybe want it a little more than the Dodgers have shown, a little more desire to start the year. Now, in addition, it is not it is not just one thing. It is a collaboration here that has taken place, a collection of mistakes, blunders that have done in the Dodgers during the first month of the season. It is like the team has been out playing baseball, and before the games, they take Ambien as a team. They just they need to sleep. They've got insomnia. The Dodgers are 10th in run scored. They're 15th in slugging percentage. This is a malfunctioning Dodger offense, and it's not all because Justin Turner has been heard at the beginning of the year. That is an excuse. That is a cop-out. of bigger concern, a pitching staff, which figured to be in the top five in baseball, led by Clayton Kershaw, playing the, in, in the Grand Canyon at Dodger Stadium, has been also inept. The Dodgers are 11th in ERA, almost four runs a game. They're 10th in whip, 12th in batting average against. Dave Roberts had waited long enough. It was time to put out the public condemnation and whack around the team a little bit in public because he's clearly been trying stuff behind closed doors. It hasn't been work. And you say, well, it's April. The Dodgers got off to a slow start last year. And that is true. They did get off to a mediocre start last year, and then they ended up in the World Series. But that is the exception to the rule. You don't bet on the outlier. You do not bet on the outlier. Now, the last observation, the Dodgers have been disorganized going through the motions, right? Uninterested, as I said, in putting in the pro- apparently the proper work, I guess. I mean, that, that, what else is there here? They're, they're, they're putting in the proper amount of work, and the results aren't there. Then they got to get rid of these guys. And so I, I would say this is a wake-up call. So as I said, you'd think that the general way this works in the past, there's a, a cadence to this, and that you first call out one of your players, in this case Cody Bellinger, 
And then if that doesn't work, you call somebody else out. And then if that doesn't work, if that's not a double shot of espresso, then you trade somebody. You trade somebody of note. Um, Unless the front office and all the, the computer guys and all that are satisfied with one National League pennant and they're fine and they think this is all an aberration and all that. It doesn't matter. But the entire team, whatever's going on here, the entire team has been contaminated with it. And I recommend fumigation, a nice fumigation of the locker room because it has been disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting the way uh, they have been playing the first couple uh, weeks of the baseball season. Now we're almost into May here, right? It's April 30th, so we're almost into the 1st of May. All right, this is the Ben Maller Show. The Ben Maller Show on Fox, if you would like to partake, the number 877 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. Now, the Sunday night game, the Yankees won again. The Yankees are rolling, rolling, rolling along now. And if you look at your Major League Baseball standings, the Red Sox had a tough week by their standards last week, and the Yankees haven't lost in a long time. Now winners of nine in a row. And so the Yankees are two games back of the Red Sox in the American League East standings. They're 18-9, and and they've been feasting on teams like the Angels and the Twins and the Blue Jays. They're just beating these teams up, to uh, beating them to a pulp. But I did see last night that Angel Hernandez was a trending topic, the home plate umpire, for two reasons. All right, Reason number one, he's a bad umpire. And reason number two, CC Sabathia, the starting pitcher for the Yankees, uh, let me see if – I don't know if Eddie, Eddie probably wasn't watching the game, so he, he's not aware of this. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. You didn't watch the Yankee game. You were watching I some I was watching hockey. double overtime, Predators-Jets. Yeah. All right. So the Yankee-Angel game, Angel Hernandez, uh, he's, he's just like Joe West. Joe West, Angel Hernandez, interchangeable with their strike zones. And so it was all over the place. And CC Sabathia called out Angel Hernandez. But it got picked up. You could see as he was walking off the field, uh, he said, "Don't talk to me. Call effing strikes," is what he uh, he said. As as his uh, teammates were trying to hold him back. I think that's good advice for an umpire. Don't talk to him and just call yeah, strikes. That's right. Yeah. Would CC Sabathia have said that as a rookie with the Cleveland Indians? Probably not. Right. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. No. Would guarantee no. Right. That would not. That would not happen. Be unlikely. It's amazing to me that Angel Hernandez still has a job. He's suing Major League Baseball for age discrimination. They can't get rid of him. Is he bulletproof? Is, is Angel Hernandez like he's he's he can't lose his job no matter how bad he is? So what what is his claim that he's not getting like postseason assignments because well he's not getting promoted. This is last year. Angel Hernandez sued for age discrimination last year, and it was he's he's been that passed to, over for promotions. That has to do with his age and not his. His uh, performance. I thought it was age discriminated. Maybe it was. Was it something no, it's else? Just an odd claim. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's just so odd yeah. because he sucks as an umpire. That's well, probably you know, why. I he's guess not it wasn't age. It was promoted. just discrimination, racial discrimination. Oh, it wasn't well, age yes. discrimination. It was age, It was just racial. He played the race race card. Okay, he's playing the race card. So now they can't get. I thought it was age, but I guess he's not that old. So he's like the average age of an umpire. Yeah, there's a lawsuit. Seems like he's been around forever, though. There's a lawsuit in Ohio, and he claims that. He named Joe Torrey the chief baseball officer for holding a grudge against him 
dating back to when Joe Torre was managing the Yankees, and he claims that he has been passed over for certain assignments because of his uh, ethnicity, Angel Hernandez. Were all those people poking fun at him on Twitter, goofing on him because of his ethnicity or because he's a bad umpire? Well, I would say it's because he's a bad umpire. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's a great umpire. We're all wrong. He, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> All right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, you know the drill. Call us up, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And Andrea, the astrologer to the stars, the sports stars, uh, she's up. Hello, Andrea. There she is. Let's wake her up. Hold on. Andrea. Yes, hi, Ben. Hello. Happy, Happy oh, Thank you. I appreciate that, Andrea. And now I want you to know that we've had a very interesting night on the phones. I think you have a theory as to why that might be. We've had some interesting characters that have called us up tonight. Yes, well, it is the full moon, so happy full moon. Ah, that explains it. Yeah, yeah emotions are sort of at a fever pitch, Ben, on the full moon. People are a little zany or moony, so yeah, that explains that even more than usual. You'd think after all these years in overnight radio that I would have a moon chart and I would circle the dates when there's a full moon, but I haven't done that. That's a bad job. So this is a pink moon, is that right? Is this a pink moon? Yeah, it's almost like you don't need to circle the moon. You know when your callers are even more out there, so yeah, yeah it must be the moon. <laughs> Got to be the moon. Moon, moon, moon. Moon's over Maller. Yes, it's actually the full pink moon, the uh, Buddha moon, known as the Wisak Festival, uh, which is when the Buddha was um, attaining enlightenment. So it's quite auspicious. It's always the um, full moon in Scorpio, so the sun has to be in Taurus. It calms the spirit, um, one of the most powerful full moons of the year, a lot of spiritual energy, good for manifesting, Something new, releasing old energy, um, clearing any negative karma, creating space to begin anew, and it falls on your birthday. How appropriate. How, how wonderful. The, the stars have aligned. The moon's aligned. Everything is perfect. I demand for full moons on my birthday. I must have this full moon. Well, it'll be, well, a year from now, it'll be on or around the next yeah. full moon, but it won't be exact like ooh, it is right ooh, now. This is I mean, perfect. This is, everything's lined up perfectly. And uh, that's great. All right, so you you're, you've you've read the stars yes. here. Is this correct, Andrea? You've yes. seen. Okay, very good. Here, I'm excited about this. It's all about me. It's not about Weed Man. It's not about <laughs> Mercury retrograde. No, it's about me. That's right. All you're right. the birthday boy. That's right. I'm excited about this. All right. What do we have? What do we got? Yeah, it looks like a very powerful year ahead. Um, you're a Taurus, and. Saturn's in Capricorn, and Saturn, as you know, sometimes gives us a hard time. But if it's in Capricorn, it's trining your sun, which is an actual positive aspect. So Saturn trying the sun is very purposeful and hardworking, very efficient, gains recognition, um, organizational ability increases, putting your ideas into reality, um, just really good for long-range planning, more confident, down-to-earth. All, all things that you think down to earth, you think of me. Well, Taurus, uh, very, yeah. Very relaxed, very mellow, uh, of course. Uh, when I give these Maller <laughs> monologues, Andrea, I am, I'm right to the point. I don't go hyperbole. I don't believe right. in it. No, no, no. Do not. 
Do not do that. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ben, because we're more than our sun sign. So, yes, you're a Taurus, but you also call them as you see them. You have Mars in Aquarius, which is eccentric and nonconformist. So it's kind of outside the box, Mercury in Aries, very refreshing, blunt, I would even say. Well, don't say that. Coop gets excited when he hears that word, so don't say that. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That, <laughs> not that kind of blunt. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, he coops, his ears popped up. He's like, wait a minute. I hear that right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, very good there. So things are looking good for me. I'm excited yeah. about that. And if you want to know more, maybe you want to talk to our, our friend here, Andrea, you can go on Twitter, Virgo in Service. Virgo in service there on Twitter. Thank you, Andrea. Yes, happy birthday, Dan. Uh, thank you. Very kind of you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. There she goes. Very nice. She's been on TV in the Bay Area, radio. She's on our show. She's all over the place there looking at the birth charts and sports astrology, as they say, sports astrology. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. Later this hour, we'll have the Insta advice line and Rantastic. This is a good one. We'll get to that. We'll do it next better way to celebrate the full moon than go back 35 years. 35 years, it was 1983, April 29th, so a little over 35 years. The Dodgers were playing a Friday afternoon game at Wrigley Field, Chicago. The attendance at Wrigley Field that day was less than 10,000. No one was at Wrigley Field, right? The uh, the Dodgers beat the Cubs 4-3. to three. So the, the Cubs... Started that year five and fourteen, and that led to Lee Ilya, the poet laureate of the postgame tirade, with the single greatest rant in the history of recorded audio of coaches, managers, people in baseball. Nothing, nothing can match the emotion, the anger, the rage that Lee Ilya had on that day some thirty-five years ago. I'll tell you one thing. I hope we get hotter just to stuff it up them 3,000 people that show up every day. Because if they're the real Chicago fans, they can kiss my right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My what am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the nickel-dime people that show up? The don't even work. That's why they're out of the game. They only go out and get a job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a living. 85% of the world's working. The other 15 come out here. <laughs> Playground for the Rip them. Rip them. Like players. Got guys busting their ass and them people boo. And that's the Cubs? My They talk about the great support that the players get around here. I haven't seen it this year. The name of the game is hit the ball, catch the ball, and get the job done. Right now, we have more losses than we have wins. <laughs> Changes that have happened in the Cub organization are multifold. All right, they don't show because we're 5-14. and 14. And unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb 15% <laughs> that come out to day baseball. The other 85% are earning a living. <laughs> It'll take more than a 5-13 and 13 or 5-14 and 14 to destroy the makeup of this club. I'll guarantee you that. There's some pros out there that want to play this game. But you're stuck in a stigma of the Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that cheap All these editorials about say and 
<laughs> the Phillyitis and all that it's, it's sickening. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's a disheartening situation we're in right now. Five and fourteen doesn't negate all that work. <laughs> got 143 games left. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is don't rip them guys out there. Rip me. <laughs> if you want to rip somebody, rip my But don't rip them guys because they're giving everything they can give. But once we hit that groove, it'll flow. And it will flow. The talent's there. I don't know how to make it any clearer to you. I'm frustrated. I'll guarantee you I'm frustrated. It'd be different if I walked in this room every day at 8.30 and saw a bunch of guys who didn't give it. They give it. And it's a tough National League East. It's a tough National League, period. All right. That was Lee Ilya 35 years and a day ago. I've never heard the extended version of it. Yeah, he that. calmed down a little bit at the end, but he yeah. still worked in a lot of F words at the end, even when he was uh, when he was calm there. And the lineups, I always look, love looking at old baseball lineups. That day at Wrigley Field, he wasn't far off. Though. I always thought there were more people that went to Cub games in the 80s, but he, the attendance was 9,000 that day, and he said the 3,000 people that come out here, he wasn't far off from the actual attendance at Wrigley Field. Uh, he was not. Uh, but the, the lineup that day for the Cubs included Ryan Sandberg, Larry Ball, Bill Buckner, Leon Durham, the Penguin Ronsay, Keith Moreland, Jay Johnstone, Jody Davis, and Lee Smith was in the bullpen. The Dodgers had Bob Welch on the mound. These are some good names if you're an old fart. Uh, Steve Sachs, Ken Landro, Dusty Baker was the left fielder for the Dodgers. Pedro Guerrero, Greg Brock, Mike Marshall, Mike Sosha. Those are some of the names. In the, uh, in the lineups that particular day. And Lee Ely kept his job for like another four months. He wasn't fired because in those days, those were before social media, and it was recorded by this guy named Les Grobstein, who I've met. He does radio in Chicago still. And he had, as I was told the story, he was standing outside of Lee Ilya's office. That's how I had been told the story, that that recording, Lee was so loud that Les was kind of standing in the back in the hallway, and the mic in the like pointed in the office, but he was in the hallway at, at Wrigley Field. So he's still doing the uh, like an overnight show on the Score, I think, in Chicago. I believe he still is. But uh, that's great. Lee Ilya is eighty years old now. Eighty years old, Lee Ilya. But thirty-five years ago, the greatest rant in the history of the rant, the post-game tirade. Eighty-five percent of the effing world's work. The other fifteen percent come out here. It's a playground for the blank blanks. I love that. That's one of the great lines. That is poetry is what that is. That is, now, sh- that is Shakespeare. I know that we are not the only show that hold that rant in high esteem. Uh-huh. Has he ever been interviewed about that, or have you heard him ever talk about it? Uh, anything uh, like I have not. I don't recall. I know he's been asked about it, but I don't remember what he's, he said. I he, There's a LeeElia.com. I think that's still up. I don't think there's much on it, though. There used to be a like a whole big page dedicated to it. Uh, but he's popped up at like card shows and things over the years. Uh, he's in, in the twilight of his his career. There, he's eighty years old. He's past his uh, past his prime days there. But that is great. I, I told you, I ran into him. He used to work for the Dodgers briefly as a consultant, and I ran into him. But I didn't, I didn't ask him about the about the rant. But I just appreciated, you know, the, the rant. I, I was grateful for the rant. Uh, anyway, all right, we'll take your phone calls. Actually, we, you know what we have? We have the Insta Advice Line, Unscreen Radio. Who needs our advice? If you want to recommend someone to get our advice, you better do it quick. You better do it fast. 
at Ben Maller on Twitter from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Here we go. Here's Eddie. Well, let's start with a uh, look back at the NBA playoff action from Sunday. We had the final game of the first round, a Game 7 in Cleveland, where the Cavaliers hold off the Pacers for a 105-101 victory. LeBron James, 45 points in the win for Cleveland. As they take that series, four games of three in advance to the second round. They'll face the top seed in the East, the Toronto Raptors. Opening game of the second round series between the top seed in the West, the Rockets and the Jazz. 110-96 Houston with the win over Utah. James Harden, 41 points for the Rockets in the win as Houston takes a 1-0 series lead. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Predators beat the Jets 5-4 in double overtime. Kevin Fiala with the sudden-death game winner for Nashville. That series is tied at a game apiece. Capitals over the Penguins 4-1. Even if that series at 1-1, Alexander Ovechkin with his seventh goal of the postseason for Washington. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, back to the NBA, and they wrote a story about this, so I guess this is a big deal, but Victor Oladipo hit a three-pointer. His time expired in that Pacers loss to the Cavaliers in their Game 7. Now, uh, it wasn't enough for them to obviously win, but uh, apparently it covered the spread. Uh, most sports books opened Game 7 with the Cavaliers as a 6.5-point favorite, but closed at either 5 or 5.5, so that three-pointer cut the margin of victory from 7 to 4. Uh, they say it was probably a swing of three to five million dollars, that according to uh, the head of the race and sports book at the win in Las Vegas. Is that a big deal or not? Nah, a big deal? Well, I mean, it's a bit. Yeah, if you have money on the game, it's a it's a big deal. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't more of a swing on that. though. I thought there would be more more of a pendulum swing, but there was not. It is the Ben Maller show on Fox. We're hanging out here coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I I was going to get to this story earlier. We'll we'll do it real quick here. Victor Oladipo's trainer, uh, part of the myth-making of Victor Oladipo, sent out a tweet uh, that he claimed was a screenshot from Oladipo, and it was a, hey, right after the game, he was in the locker room and he had declared that he was ready to start training for next season. And this screenshot popped up on Instagram. And my immediate reaction was, okay, there's two things here. Number one, this helps the myth-making of Victor Oladipo. Right Here he is, oh, the legend of Oladipo, right after the game. He hasn't even showered yet, and he's texting his trainer to get work in and says he wants no time off. That's number one. Number two, boy, this is great promotion for the trainer, right? This is great. You talk about you had a, a personal training business in Miami and you train professional athletes and it's like, hey, uh, by the way, I also train regular people. Look at me. Uh, here I am. And it's like that is a violation of the circle of trust, though. You do not take a screenshot of a text message like that. That's a bad job. It's a bad job by that particular trainer. I would, if I was Oladipo, I would fire that trainer. I would get a new trainer. It's a bad job by him. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. It's time. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's time now for the Insta Advice Line Unscreened Radio. The safety net is off. 
Who needs our advice? There are so many ways we can go. The NBA playoffs have been a big topic of discussion on our show. The baseball season, we could do Angel Hernandez, give advice to him. We could certainly give advice to Cody Bellinger, who got benched for being a dog with the Dodgers. We could do that as well. A lot of options, a lot of options. But if there's one thing that has been consistent in the past 20 years of the NFL, when you are a quarterback and you are drafted by the Cleveland Browns, this is a kiss of death. So any advice to Baker Mayfield, the number one pick of the Cleveland Browns on how to avoid the Brown curse. Baker Mayfield, number one pick Browns. Advice to the former Oklahoma quarterback. You're live on the air when you hear my voice at 877-99 on Fox. Hello, line one, that's you. Go. Line one's not paying attention. Hello, you're on the air. Advice to Baker Mayfield, the number one pick of the Browns. All right, line uh, line four, you're next. Advice to Baker Mayfield, number one pick of the Browns. Well, Ben, it's always good advice to uh, look to the skies above and say, Lord, Lord, Lord. I don't know what you're talking about. Line five, you're on the air. This is Unscreened Radio, 877-99 on Fox. Hello, line five. Uh, yes, Ben, first let me wish you a happy birthday. And oh, thank you. I would look Baker Mayfield square in the eye and say, you ain't up on yourself, Ben Maller. You ain't up on yourself, Ben Maller. Line six, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Baker Mayfield, the number one pick on how to survive life with the Browns. Go to your local Home Depot, and there will be 50 quarterbacks waiting outside that morning waiting to play. All right, line two, hello. Um, yeah, uh, we need to draft more black quarterbacks. Yes, line three, you're on the air. Hello, line three, advice to Baker Mayfield. Happy birthday, Big Ben. Hashtag VGK. Line four, you're on the air. Advice to Baker Mayfield. You'll be sure to hear all about his future career during the CFO Report, exclusively here on the Ben Maller Show. Oh, look at that. Promoting ahead. Will we hear from the John 316 guy? We think we know who he is. Will he call in? Let's find out. Hello, line five. I'll give him Bella for the night. Line six, hello. Yeah, I'd tell him... Hire Real Talk as his agent, and then. They... All right, line two. Hello. Angry Bill has licked that hope. All right, line three. You're on the air, line three. We're giving advice to Baker Mayfield, the number one pick in last week's NFL draft on how to survive the Browns. You blew it. Okay, uh, line four. Hello. You blew it. Yes, you're on the air, line four. That's you. Jam there he is! Oh, you're the, from Charlotte. I know that's the guy from Charlotte, right? Uh, line five. Hello. Thank you, Jesus! <laughs> All right, thanks for laughing. Line six, you're on the air. Go. Consult with the smartest man on the earth, uh, Bill Miller. That's right. That's correct. You got that last part right. Hello, line two. He needs to help me find my baseball. All right. I, I helped you last week. I can't help you every week. I told you where the ball was. You didn't listen to the instructions. It's a bad job by you. 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part. 877-996-6369. Line number three. That's you. You're on the air. Go. Line What the hell? Uh, line four. Hello. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Mary 420. Yeah, okay. Coop, stop calling. Line five, hello. I know it's you. 
Yeah, it is me. Guilty as charged. Line line six, you're on the air. Hello, line six. Start drinking heavily. Yeah. Well, some would say that that's already started. If you've seen the tape from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Line two, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Baker Mayfield, the number one pick of the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show. Hello, line line two. You ought to join the Bad News Bears. The Bad News Bears. Line three, hello. Hi, Tom, just to keep drinking and drink all night. It's worked for you so well. Line four, go. Connor Hellebook ain't got nothing on my big peck of Rene. All right, hello, line five. <laughs> yeah, after it doesn't work out in Cleveland, Baker could come back down here to Arkansas and help train our new police force. <laughs> yeah, well, he would be. They would actually use him for training. You know, when they when the police need to tackle a suspect, they'd have Baker run, and then they'd be able to tackle. Hello, line six. Hello. I don't know why you even call the show anymore. I'm a hockey fan. Go Bruins! Hey, I don't know why. Uh, there he is. I don't know why I'm calling. Bye. Hello, line line two. Yeah, man. Happy birthday to you from the glass city of the Toledo Shreks, unless that's just a big BS joke. Yes, that's right. Yes, lines will thank you, uh, unless it's a joke. Line three, hello. Stay out of the suburbs. They have some very fast police cars. <laughs> that's good advice. The suburbs of Cleveland, known for their fast police cars. <laughs> yes, that's you, line four. I hear you there. Hello, line four. Run for your life. Oh, as he said, run for your life, I think is what he said. All right, we'll hang up on you. Line five, hello. Yeah, tell him to listen to the Seth Rollins rant. Yeah, that's, eh, nah, sorry. Uh, Lee Ilya is better than any rant. Line number number six, hello, line six. Oh, I remember, that was the uh, Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins, I remember. Yeah, no, sorry. Let's get many dogs. Uh, stop with the dog stuff, all right, you pervert. Line uh, two, hello. Grab your junk and put it in the trunk. <laughs> line three, we're giving advice to Baker Mayfield, the number one pick of the Cleveland Browns. Hello, line three. Line three is not there. We'll, we'll go to line four. Hello, line four. Hey, get your bulletproof ass ready. Okay, line five. You're on the air. Hello, line five. Luke 9-1. Oh, he's changing it up. The guy from Charlotte's changing it up. I'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Koopa Loop. Here we go, Koopa Loop. Final call, the Insta advice line for Baker Mayfield. Line three. Line three. Here it is. Final call. We're giving advice to Baker Mayfield. Line three, you are on the air. Go. Oh, nothing. There it is. Right there. Oh, Solid no, advice. Uh, quoting someone. Forget who he was quoting. There. Who? Good job. Good job by all. Good job by all. Okay. The uh, NBA playoffs rolling on. A locker room drama, though, for a team that was but isn't currently in the NBA playoffs. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Uh, Some NBA Bad blood. Some trying to paint John Wall's post comments after the Wizards were 
eliminated. They usually are eliminated early on in the NBA playoffs. That's typically what happens. If Wall was asked about what the Wizards need to do, they have not advanced past the second round of the playoffs since 1979 as a franchise, and he announced, John Wall, that the team needs to get – first of all, I said it's obvious. I don't need to point it out. He said we need to get more athletic bigs is what he said, <laughs> which is if – you, if you take these comments on the face of it, you're like, well, of course you need to get more athletic. Everyone wants to get more athletic. But he's actually calling out his teammates who happen to play on the front line by saying these things. Which is fine. John Wall is going to be a Washington Wizard for a very long time. He has bad knees and is essentially untradeable. Uh, but the the Wizards, you know, I have a friend of mine who said that's the team that's going to win the East. I've, of course, been texting my friend, uh, busting his chops there as they lost to Toronto, eliminated in six games in the first round of the NBA playoffs. But the, the Wizards can they'll make some changes. They'll make some minor changes in the offseason, and then they'll be in the same position they were in this year. And they will bow out likely next year in the first round. The circle of life in the NBA will continue. Uh, let's say hello to, uh, let's see here. Oh, we have a mystery guest. All right, let's say hello to the mystery guest. Hello, mystery guest. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Ben Miller. Happy birthday to you. I got big boobies. Hi, Ben. Hello, Phylexis, America's favorite drag queen caller, serenading me <laughs> under the cover of darkness here in the early morning hours, as only you can do, the greatest birthday singer of them all. How can you have a full moon, a pink one, in fact, without a drag queen, right, no, it's, honey? It's a requirement. You have to, if you do one thing the rest of your time on this planet, whenever there's a full moon, you must call in, Phylexis. I, I demand. Your, I got your... Favorite teddy on. Oh, you do? Is it the blue one? Is it the light blue oh, one? It's the, it's the ravishing blue one. Oh, yes, the ravishing blue. Nobody looks quite as quite as ravishing and stunning as you do in that teddy. Let me tell you that, something. That's because everything hang out, honey. Well, everything's hanging. The sands of time have uh, taken over, as you know. Hey, I could be a, a, a baseball team all by myself. I got a bat and two balls. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Hey, that you got jokes. Joke. You got jokes. Look at that. There you, and your own cheerleading squad as well. You get that as well. So you get that. It's not Thursday. It's not. No, it is not Thursday. It's rare yeah. for you. Yeah, early in the week. How's your tablet working out, Felix? Everything's working good. I'm listening to you on the ticket there in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Somehow they like me there. Hello, Fort Wayne. Yeah, they're big fans. <laughs> they're big fans of you on the ticket there. in Fort Wayne. Yeah. They're also on a 15-minute delay, too. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, that's because uh, people say bad things on the radio, and so we have to delete them. And we have a we're, we actually don't, the show's actually over, Alexis. And I, I I'm, I'm in a bubble bath right now. Is what I'm doing. The show's been they, over for hours. That's a plump pussy right there. Hey Ben, they probably just hit the dump button like 15 times already. Yeah, only when they hear your voice, Alexis. All right, we'll get back to your porn, okay? Get back to your. I, I love you, baby. All right, big fan. Thank you, Alexis. Happy birthday, sweetie. All right, bye. There you go, bye -bye. the lovely Alexis from, uh, formerly from Rochester, but no longer in Rochester. And there, there he goes, or she goes. Get the the lovely outfit on. What a perfect birthday gift! Just magical, wasn't it? Just great.
You walk off a loser. A loser, I say. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And since there wasn't really all that much to discuss in the Rockets' victory over the Utah Jazz, there's something else that happened over the weekend in the NBA that caught my attention. I could sit here and do a deep dive on all seven, yes, seven of Chris Paul's turnovers, but uh, you don't need me to do that. You don't need me to do that. Uh, Instead, it involves something that happened on Friday. Oklahoma City closed their regular season out and their postseason out, and said goodbye, exit stage right, you're out of here. Russell Westbrook walking off the court a loser. And it was something that he did when he walked off the court that has still resonated here over the weekend. Uh, Supporting Russell Westbrook with a pair of alleged star players as wingmen. How did that work out? Carmelo Anthony and Paul George? Uh, Not so good. Not so good, right? Choppy regular season. Quick exit from the postseason after being disposed of by the Utah Jazz, who then got stomped on by the Rockets in game one. Well, Oklahoma City left licking their wounds, and Russell Westbrook slapping the hand of a Utah fan who was using his phone to document the final walk of shame by Russell Westbrook. And and that's what I want to talk about because the – uh, the reaction of Russell Westbrook and the the interaction with that particular fan. Now, Westbrook had some very harsh words for the fans in Utah, and there have been many an NBA player over the years that have complained about playing in Salt Lake City. And just about all those complaints have to do with nightlife and, uh, and alcohol consumption and things like that. Uh, but the general treatment by the Utah fan has not been an issue that has popped up, at least I don't recall it very often, uh, over the years. But Russell Westbrook was not happy with the paying customer. He unloaded on what he called disrespectful and vulgar actions by the Utah Jazz fans. Westbrook went on a rant, uh, and he, he played the woe is me card from the bottom of the deck as he tried his darndest to make him seem like the victim. And here's uh, what it sounded like if you missed it over the weekend. Russell Westbrook was very, very angry. I don't confront fans. Fans confront me. Here in Utah, man, a lot of uh, disrespectful, vulgar things are said to the players here with these fans. Man, it's truly disrespectful. Talk about your families, uh, your kids, um, and it's just a disrespect to the game, man. I think it's something that needs to be brought up. I'm tired of just going out and playing and and letting fans say what the hell they want to say. I'm not with that because if they, if I was on the street, they wouldn't just come up to me and say anything crazy because I, I I don't I don't play that. So I just think it's disrespectful when they get the chance to do whatever they want to do it needs to be uh, put to a stop, especially here in Utah. Especially in Utah, man, it's crazy Utah Jazz fans, man. All right, so let's talk about this now. The question is, whose side are you on here? Are you on the side of Russell Westbrook or are you on the side of the fan uh, who was holding the phone up? and was recording Russell Westbrook walking off the court. This is easy. I mean, I don't know how you could possibly defend Russell Westbrook. He ought to be suspended to start next season. First of all, he should have been suspended for one game in this season 
Uh, I guess there's certain rules that Westbrook can do whatever he wants. He ran out in the court uh, when he was not in the game and was involved in an altercation, should have been suspended for the game in Oklahoma City. I think that was game five. Got away with it. And here's another example. Russell Westbrook should be suspended by the NBA for that activity with the fan. Now, uh, let me go point by point on this. I'm standing by the fan in this interaction. You've got simple assault, the snowflake, and the fake tough guy, right? You bind all this stuff together, and I'll, I'll explain it to you. Now, first of all, Russell Westbrook acted like a lunatic in this particular exchange. And if you have not seen it, I don't know what you were doing over the weekend. Maybe you missed it. But it's pretty clear here uh, that this is what happened. My evidence on this, the eyewitness accounts from multiple people that were standing in the tunnel and spoke moments after Westbrook walked off the court and slapped the phone out of the guy's hands. They all confirmed the same story. The fan holding the camera said nothing and did nothing. Now, there were other people that were asking Russell Westbrook, how are your ankles, as he was walking off the court, which I think we can all agree is very vulgar and over the top and crossing the line. How dare you talk about another man's ankles? You morons. What's wrong with you? What kind of civilized world do we live in where you talk about another person's ankles? That's disrespectful and vulgar. We continue. All right, so the, the guy with the phone said nothing. And unless unless there's something else that I'm missing here, as for the bravado of Russell Westbrook, let me point out something. He's very, very lucky. Now, he should be suspended by the NBA. I doubt they will do that. I doubt they will do that. Uh, that's what should happen. Uh, but he got away with one here, right? Let me point out that he is the one that committed a crime in that particular exchange. Under the Utah statutes, 76-5-102, the crime of assault is defined by doing one of the following. One, attempting to do bodily injury to another with force or violence. Two, threatening with a show of immediate force or violence to do injury to someone. Or three, acting with force or violence, causing bodily injury to another or creating substantial risk of such injury. By the statutes of the law in Utah, Russell Westbrook committed the crime of assault. And in general, that offense in the state of Utah is considered a Class B misdemeanor, punishable by a $1,000 fine and up to six months in jail. And the fact that Russell Westbrook wasn't charged tells you that he got away with one. He committed assault when he struck the phone out of the guy's hand. That was assault by Russell Westbrook. Now, secondly, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like fans don't cross the line. That does happen. It didn't happen here. And again, I'm going to repeat over and over, that particular fan, this Jazz fan, was silent, recording Russell Westbrook walking off the court. Nothing was said. The fan, how do I know that? The fan has played the video to media outlets in Salt Lake City, and they, they all listened. It's online. You can watch it online now. Silent. Which makes Russell Westbrook a total snowflake. Right, Several Oklahoma City teammates, his own teammates, walked right past that same fan. That same fan shoved their his phone in their face. And why did not one of them go ballistic? Do they not care about winning? Do they, are they okay with this vulgar activity? 
Or do they realize, well, I'm an NBA player and there's a bunch of people that paid a bunch of money to be here and they're going to document everything. And and so there you go. What what makes Russell Westbrook so special? I don't I don't play that. The other thing about Westbrook, which I was going to kick out of, he is such a two-faced weasel, right? Nobody loves the camera more when he's dressed up in a clown costume and he's walking into the arena like it's his personal catwalk and he wants everyone to document his stupid outfit when he looks like Bozo the Clown when he's you walking into like the arena. You look like a big fat clown. But God forbid when you walk off the court a loser that some guy that paid money wants to record you as you're walking off the court and say nothing. How convenient. He soaks all that up in when he's, when he's wearing his clown costumes and glasses. But when he loses, now he's uncomfortable. Now, you know, if you do that to me on the street, you know. I'll tell you what, Russell. If you walk around dressed like that on the street, a lot of people would kick your ass. How about that, Russell? All right? How about that? You want to play that game? We'll play that game if you want. And maybe if you hadn't taken 7,000 shots, somebody else in the Thunder could have come through and you would have won the damn game. How about that, Russell? Is that outrageous? Now, the final thing here. Had Oklahoma City won the game, I guarantee you, had Oklahoma City won that game, Russell Westbrook would have had a much different reaction. Much different reaction. He clearly is a fake tough guy. There's a lot of them out there, and he acted like a giant baby. Westbrook has the Thunder in a very awkward position here. He does. Paul George is going to leave. Now, I don't know how much of a loss that is. George didn't live up to the hype this year. You could say it's because of Westbrook, whatever. Carmelo Anthony is going to stay. That's problematic. He's got a $28 million contract, which I believe is the definition of an albatross. Uh, the players are not going to flock to the Thunder. For two reasons. They don't want to live in Oklahoma City. And B, who wants to play with Russell Westbrook? Right? This is not exactly a launching pad for career success. So that's the basketball part of it. So just to recap, he got away with simple assault, acted like a snowflake, and is apparently a fake tough guy, Russell Westbrook, and should be suspended to start next NBA season. And we always bring up the same thing. It's kind of cliche to bring this up, but it's like, oh, if you did that on the street, you know, I we'd have a different outcome. Of course, would anybody go out of their way? Russell Westbrook's a fine basketball player, but are you going to go out of your way to watch him play if he wasn't an NBA, in an NBA setting? I'm going to say no. There's, there's a bunch of great basketball players that aren't in the NBA, and they're playing on the playgrounds of America all over the place. No one's going to watch them play. No one. And Russell Westbrook's got that mega max contract that he signed, he's got that five-year upcoming $205 million extension, an average salary of $41 million per year to play for the Thunder. And I hope he enjoys that because there are going to be many more losses, just like the one he had against the Utah Jazz over the weekend. All right, you want to talk about any of that? It is all fair game. The number 877-99 on Fox, 877 Nine nine six six three six nine. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities. And a lot of reaction. We had Flexus's call last hour at the end of last hour. Uh, Robin Vegas says Flexus made the show. How's the porn been treating you? Uh, Just Josh says Flexus wearing Ben's favorite teddy. I think it's the one Bill Miller got a ranch stain on in the Oval Office. I don't it's know great you, getting porn. I'm telling you. Ta- I don't know what you're talking about. How dare you? All right. I'll say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. 
Judas Garcia is right uh, over there hanging out. Now, how have the uh, the festivities here on the Ben Maller Show uh, uh, yeah. capped off your birthday? You've oh, got, the pie, you've got people been, singing to you. It's been great. Singing, dancing, yeah. the whole thing, a lot of food. It's been great. Thanks to everybody. We had our friend came by, Chad, earlier, gave me a nice gift here. So uh, thanks also to Rachel last week. She hooked us all up. with. We had a nice gift basket and all that. So thanks to her, and it was uh, wonderful. And I have an update on that, Ben, actually. You have an update, okay. I, I, no, I don't know I don't know about the, uh, you know, the, the truth behind this. Okay. But apparently I've been told that, uh, what is it, Snooky's Cookies? Yes, very good Snooky. We love Snooky's Cookies. Yes, uh, I, I guess that they heard us mentioning them on the show. Yeah. And so we will be getting more nice Snooky's Cookies, pastries, and various other delicious treats oh, cool. uh, in the next couple of days. Yeah, now that the Snooky's Cookies, you know, I don't, I mean, they don't pay for advertising, but they're good. I mean, I like them. I used to, I used to eat Snooky cookies all the time, or Snooky's cookies all the time. And uh, the reason I started eating those actually is because they were in the press room at the Clipper games. And no, it, I've told the story before, but it's it bears repeating. So I was working for the uh, the Mighty 690, a 77,000-watt blowtorch radio station in San Diego. And they covered all of Southern California, San Diego and L.A. And I was assigned to cover the Clippers and Lakers. And so I went to these bad and, and also the Kings and the Ducks or whatever. But I went to all these games all the time. And the Clippers played at this place called the L.A. Memorial Sports Arena, which was a toilet bowl. It was a dump, all right? It, at one point, it was great. It was wonderful. And... They actually had the NBA All-Star game there. The NBA Finals had been played there. The Lakers used to play at the LA Sports Arena. They've since destroyed it. But I'd hang out there, and there was no one there. There was no media there. There were no fans there. Uh, it, was, it was just depressing. All right? It was horrible. And But the Clippers, one of their sponsors was Snooky's Cookies. And so they deliver these giant boxes full of cookies. Delicious, like chocolate chip, white chocolate cookies. I mean, just awesome. And they were met, and there was no media to eat them. So I'd cover the game. You want to know how I got so fat? I'd cover the game, and then on the you know after the game, I would be leaving the press room, and there'd be boxes full of these Snooky's cookies. And the PR people would be like, "Hey, take as many as you want." So on my way home, I <laughs> did, would did, just did you walk out with uh, a box? Yeah, yeah like boxes, I would, like, several days oh. a week, and I would be. I would be on my way home back to Orange County, double fisting Snooky's cookies <laughs> on my way back. It was amazing. Coop is so uh, jealous of you right now. Oh, I did that for years and years, and I can't believe I got so fat doing it. But they were good. I enjoyed them, in moderation, of course. Now in moderation, but uh, man, some good memories back in the uh, back in the day. You ever had anything like that, Eddie? Where you just overindulged and. Uh, no. Well, when I was a, a poor college student, we would go to the Fresno State baseball games, and they would provide us with free hot dogs. Ooh. And uh, you know, we starving college students, we'd, we'd go, we'd go to the games just to eat dinner. Yeah, uh, because uh, you know. But the funniest part was, is you know, all the all the games were on the radio. And you would hear the microwave dinging in the background of the radio call. People <laughs> like somebody just got a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot dog time. Yeah, most of my overeating involves radio, like assignments. I, I was. It used to be. Um, we were well fed back in the day. Oh yeah. Now not so much. When I was in San Diego working at the station, there was uh, Nestle's Crunch. There was some new products they were debuting, and they gave the promotions department cases. 
Every month there were cases of these Nestle uh, products. Oh my! Oh jeez! Oh, what? A yeah, I was just going to say. Do you remember when Mountain Dew was promoting that drink, Code Red? Yes, yes. They I dropped remember. off pallets to our radio station. And so for months, that's all, like, staff was walking around. <laughs> no water. Double-fisted. I, I had code red coming out of my behind. It was, I could never drink that for a million dollars because we lived on it for a half a year. Oh, yeah. How'd those, that work out for you? Uh, those were the days. Yeah. That's probably where I got my one cavity that I had. I've only had one cavity as, a, uh, as an adult. Thank you, Mountain Dew. That's it from Mountain Dew. All right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox. We'll have coach, player, entertainer a little later in the hour. And uh, who knew that the Jedi robe was a real thing? We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter, let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name's a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. The microphone throttler. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The Richland Richmond Rambler writes and he says, I cannot buy Girl Scout cookies outside of a store. I would eat the whole box before I got home, maybe four minutes away, he says. Just buy a box and donate it for their club meeting. It's from the Richmond Rambler. Yeah, I don't know about the whole box, but if you if you gave me a box of thin mints, half a, one of the sleeves would be gone within a few minutes. An entire sleeve of thin mint cookies would be completely gone. Uh, Jeff says, the talk here in Oklahoma is Russell Westbrook to the Clippers for Sweet Lou and their 2018 draft picks. Yeah, that's not out. You can't have Sweet Lou. No, 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 no. You got to give me more. You got to give me more. If you're going to uh, trade Westbrook, uh, that you can get rid of that albatross of a contract. You got to give me more than just that. Now, Sweet Lou, come on, please. Uh, let's go to Meathead Mike, who's in New York, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Meathead Mike. Morning, Big Ben. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. What's up? Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, uh, any big plans with the missus? Uh, well, I, I just did some stuff this weekend. Not too much, though. You know, I, I have to catch up on my sleep on the weekend, so I sleep a lot. But, uh, yeah, we went out uh, a little sleep, bit. The sleep little... number bed. Oh, yeah. By the way, go to go to your local sleep number <laughs> store. No, I'm not doing a sleep number commercial meathead, Mike, but I did spend a lot of time on my, my sleep uh, number bed. Yes. Yes, I did. What's up? Hey, so uh, I want to celebrate your birthday Thursday. I'll call back. Uh, it's on me, whatever you guys would like. If you want, uh, I know Coop likes the Chinese or whatever you had the other day, or if you guys want pizza, you let well, me know. Well, it's my birthday week. Hold on. Does Coop gets to decide on that? Wait a minute here. Uh, Coop, well, uh, it's up to you. I'm just saying yeah. he said it was pretty good. So maybe you well, I have that. the more advanced palate. You have the so. more advanced palate? <laughs> we got, there's got to be, we got to find more restaurants that are open late. That's the thing. We got to explore new places. New frontiers that are out there. That's what we have to explore. <laughs> but a uh, very kind meathead, Mike. I thank you for that. So we'll uh, we'll probably knowing the way we work, we'll probably take you up on that. So yeah. Was he gone? All right. I guess he's gone. Yeah, you better not have hung up on him. No, I didn't hang up on him. He's, he's there. <laughs> I, I, Coop talked him off the air. Set that up. All right, Coop. Line uh, line three, Coop. Pick that up. Pick up line. Make sure line three gets on. Yes. All right. 
Uh, let's say hello to, uh, let's see here. Let's say hello to Weed Man Hippie. Now, he was on earlier, Weed Man. We had to dump him uh, because he said some horrible things. Hello, Weed Man Hippie. Oh, no. Horrible. It wasn't me. Well, you're responsible, though. You're responsible you're responsible for other people. I was trying to give you a birthday present. I love you. Well, Happy you put birthday. well, you put her you're on the, the air. Best thing in my life. Oh, that's a little scary. But thank you. We yeah, yeah. I mean, go to hour one of the podcast. Was, yeah, was, you won't be there. You won't hear it. But <laughs> yeah, be bleeped out. I feel like that game show from the 1950s. Will the real Lisa please speak up? That's Lisa. Happy birthday. Oh, Lisa speaks. Thank you, Lisa. The, the, Notice they never talk at the same time, though. It, so you think it's possible to not be interrupted by Reed Man? I would like to say, I'd like to wish you joy, love, and togetherness, and may you have beautiful children with your wife and continued success on the radio. You are doing what I do every day. You uplift people and you inspire. She them. does. Wow. I said do not interrupt me. I said, if you You guys don't need to fight with each other. It's possible to be interrupted. Lisa, is this why you She's divorced him? very hard They're on not... Benny and the Weedman. Oh, all right. Weedman, you guys got to get along with each other. Yeah, what's the update on Benny and the Weedman? creating an issue. Yeah, no one's creating an issue. Thank you, Lisa. Believe me, this Benny and the Weedman is a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me finish. Yeah. Billy, you get enough airtime. Yeah, Billy. Pipe down. More Lisa, less oh, Weedman. May all your new birthday wishes come true. Well, thank you. Happy birthday. Thank and I know this is going to be the best year of your life. Well, thank you. And, uh, uh, yeah, Benny and Weedman, I'm going to get you rich. <laughs> <laughs> Weedman, mute your phone. Weedman, we want to hear Lisa. She's the one that's the brains behind this operation. <laughs> we want to we want to hear Lisa speak. So. Yeah. yeah, but I got the talent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is there any update? Did anything happen since last we spoke? Uh, is there like a hotel? Is there a deal? Is... Talking to your friends. I don't. I don't have. First of all, it's not my hotel. I recommended a hotel, which I believe. Do you, you have a name? Do you have a name? I already gave it to you. I recommended it. you. Didn't. No, you didn't give me a name. I have. I have a name. All right. <laughs> well, I love like how we're doing this on the air. We're doing. I this. have the name. Yeah, at least I have the name. Uh, you got it's the name. Mary. Yeah. All right. You got the name. I Lisa. love you. Jeez. Happy birthday. All right. Thank you. Birthday. Thank you, Lisa. The name is Mary. The name is Mary. All right. There is progress. This Good. Is like a reality show. Yes. Everyone has to tune in. The name is Mary, right. and the recommended hotel. Yeah. Is in progress. All right, good. All right. You're so, the best thing that uh, ever uh, happened uh, to my uh, life. Uh, uh, all right, no, no, because they're very kind of we, we, man. Thank you. It's a little. A little too much. I think Lisa's the best thing that ever happened to you. Or, or, the, or the kid that they shared. Or the child that you had. I think that you should say that to Lisa, <laughs> Weedman. All right. Oh, well, thank you. All right. Uh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, if I could show you the birthday card that Weedman sent me on Twitter. Oh, my God. My guy, Weedman. <laughs> and the truth is revealed, though. This uh, we, We're just, like, you know, like glossing over the, the big reveal here. 
that Ben is actually indulging Weed Man behind the scenes. Well, no, 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 no. Giving no. him recommendations no, no, and, and contact no, no, info. No, I didn't give it. No, no, I did not. <laughs> I just. This I, is just as bad as when you first endorsed the event on the air. I, no, stop. You did a right? verbal contract, remember? Time out, time out, time out. All right. Let me just merely point something out here. <laughs> All right. I, as an act of kindness, so he doesn't jump off a cliff or something like that. I was looking out for Weed Man, and since he has apparently a very detailed criminal record, the mainstream hotels in Vegas will not allow him to perform at their building. Ah, oh, Ben. So I thought, why don't you go to a uh, another establishment that I'm aware of because I go to Vegas a lot and I know of some of the places. And I thought this is a off the off the beaten path place, but it's a place that might accept Weed Man hippie. So I was just, as an act of kindness, that's if, all I was If doing. your show doesn't work out, Ben, I, I don't know how you're going to be able to sleep on your sleep number bed at night. Yeah, I've, well, thank you. Oh, by the way, go to sleepnumber.com slash Maller. That's sleepnumber.com slash Maller. <laughs> Should I mark this past 10 minutes down as a sleep number commercial? Uh, it's either that or a Geico commercial, because we are doing this from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. Did you know that? Good job. Yeah, thank you for that. Anything else you want me to promote? You know, Snooky's Cookies, anything, anything else you want me to work in there? Yeah. No, one more Geico. Geico, 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 Geico. Hey, Weed Man, what's your favorite? Oh, I hung up on him. Damn, oh, I was going to have him do the, the big payoff on that. Don't worry, Eddie can say it when he does his You think he right can now. say it? Yeah, all right, very good. We'll take some more phone calls here. Also, that Jedi robe story, we'll get to that. A lot of reaction to Weed Man and Lisa. Just Josh said, Lisa is real. Shocked by that. A lot of reaction here. David says, Thin Mints, eh. Uh, like anorexic peppermint patties, you say. Well, the peppermint patties better than the Thin Mint, but you can't eat a whole box of peppermint. I guess you could if you go to Costco. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is here. He'll give you the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, we'll start with the NBA playoffs, where we have the final game of the first round, a Game 7 between the Cavaliers and the Pacers. Cleveland gets the 105-101 victory, lined 45 points from LeBron James. They win the series four games to three. Up next is a second-round matchup with the top seed in the East, the Toronto Raptors. Opening game of the second-round series between the top seed in the West, the Rockets, as they were hosting the Jazz. Houston gets the 110-96 victory, behind 41 points from their star James Harden as they grab the 1-0 series lead. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, Predators, Double overtime beat the Jets 5-4 on a Kevin Fiala goal in sudden death. That series is tied at 1. And the Capitals beat the Penguins 4-1. Alexander Ovechkin gets his 7th goal of the postseason to help even that series at a game apiece. This support is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, the NFL draft wrapped up over the weekend. It reportedly drew 3 million viewers. However, the biggest moment of the draft turned out to be a bust. Zaza the Parrot was supposed to announce yeah. the Buccaneers' fourth-round pick, but... Did it have stage fright? Did not talk. Oh, no. Instead, uh, the Parrot's handler announced the selection of safety Jordan Whitehead for the, for the Buccaneers. Aw, that's so poor the, Parrot. The Parrot under pressure does not perform. Is that right? Apparently not, no. Yeah. The, bear, the parrot did poop on camera, though. That's good. What else? Well, I, that was part of the performance, I guess. There were a bunch of other random things. I saw the, was it David Akers on Friday, the former Eagle who just unloaded on, the, that was some great trash talk of the Cowboy fans. That Did you see that, Eddie? Heard about it. Did not see it. Heard about it. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. But I didn't watch much of the draft. After day one, I checked my phone to see where guys were going 
Yeah. But I didn't sit it's, it's and watch the move. draft. I agree. I, I, I did the same thing. I watched the first round. That seemed like it took forever. But then after that, I'm out. I was. I did have to go see. You know, I had to go see Zaza on the internet. The see parrot, how, yeah. how it worked out. It, yeah. it didn't go well. Next year, they're going to get an elephant. They're going to get an elephant to do it. Snort out peanuts. You know, it's going to be great. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So we take you back to Houston where the Rockettes ran the Utah Jazz off the court. And now uh, Utah did outscore Houston in the second half, but the game was over at halftime. It was a blowout, 25-point spread at halftime in favor of the Houston Rockettes. But did you see Ricky Rubio, who's out for 10 days for the Utah Jazz? Uh, he was sitting on the bench, and Rubio was wearing – he had a he had a blazer on, and then underneath the blazer he had a hoodie, like a Belichick-like hoodie. Now, is this a thing in Europe? Is this a, a European fashion statement? Because I don't think it's a thing here. Like, are you required in the NBA? I think you're required in the NBA to have a a suit coat on if you sit on the bench. But the hoodie, the hoodie combined with the suit coat. So now I've not been up on European fashion, as you know. I'm a fashionista in America, and I deal with American fashion. But I is this no. something that European men regularly do, where they have the hoodie and then over the hoodie they have the blazer on? Is that a thing in Europe? I'm not sure. But it was a thing. It looked like a Jedi robe type setup for, for Ricky Rubio as he sat there on the bench. He had that kind of look to him. And you, you got I, I don't buy the the narrative. Oh, the Jazz can't win because they don't have Ricky Rubio. I don't buy that. They got they got to make some in series adjustments here, and they're going to have to find a way to win a game in Houston because that uh, that is a pathetic, disgraceful performance that uh, that took place there. Uh, Terry. Representative of the Maller Militia, the UK block of the Maller Militia. He says, Ben, officially promoting the Vegas show. Full contract signed. I'm booking my flight later today. No, Terry. No, 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 no. There's no no need to book a flight. There's no hotel. There's no contract signed. There's nothing. Nothing at all. All right, to the phones we go, and let's say hello to Dick in Dayton, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Dick. Good morning. From the Kettering Banjo Society. Hey, happy birthday, Ben. Well, thank you, Dick in Dayton. We, we're, our birthdays aren't that far apart. We're close, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to, uh, I was kind of a little worried the other night, but I want to congratulate uh, the Cavaliers. Yeah. You didn't think they were doing very well, though, Dick. No, you, were, yeah. you know, when they lost and when they lost that that game so bad, but yeah. I, I I just think it's a remarkable thing. That, did, did you know, you, it's going to be tough for them. Did but you, it's, did you watch it, Game Seven? Uh, yeah, I watch. I work. You know, we've been real busy at the lumber yard. I watched. They were they're pretty well ahead, but I'm I was just happy for them. You know, it's good yeah. and. Only had a two point like lead the, in the fourth the quarter. I like the Browns draft picks. I like that guy they got from Oklahoma. What's his name? Was it Baker Mayfield? Oh, you know your Browns. You, of course, you know. I don't need to quiz you. You know your Cleveland Browns. The guy won the Heisman. Now, are you offended though? Because didn't he do a little trash talk against Ohio State? Where he? Yeah, not yeah. so much. Well, not he did. So much, oh, no, he did but... a lot actually. He did the the whole uh, 
planting on the field there at Ohio, you know, the Ohio Stadium and all that. You don't remember that? I remember it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got but, you. Uh, I thought they did well in the draft. We would just have to see what happens, you know. I understand. So how's the Kettering Banjo Society going? That's what I want to know. Oh, well, I didn't get to go last week. I went to a uh, – I met some nice people. I went to the 42nd District in Miamisburg, the candidates, and uh, I got to talk to some of them. They were really nice. The candidate, what, political candidates? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, political candidates. Oh, you're doing the political. You're doing the political thing. Ah, I got you. You should run for office. You would win, Dick and Dayton. You, you, you think should, I would? Yeah, you would. People, how could they not vote for you? You're yeah, a, you're well, authentic. Thanks, you're, <laughs> you're real. Abs- people, of course, they would vote for you. Yeah, you're, you're like yeah. you're everything a politician isn't. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of funny that you know I, I work at the new manager now is beginning to see some of the fans that come over to Lowe's, and she says, um, I, I, uh, one of the one guy over there is a big fan of yours. Oh, is that right? Dick from Dayton calls Ben Maller, and uh-huh. I enjoy him talking on there. Yeah, well, who doesn't? Everyone loves when Dick and Dayton calls. You? You're the, you light everyone's morning up when you call in there, yeah. All right, well, i got to let you go. Call in later in the week. We'll play the game, all right? All right, happy uh, birthday. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, there he goes, Dick and Dayton, where he goes. Hey. No one knows. Who knew there were that many fans of Dick? <laughs> well, he said fans of mine, you know. He said, uh, hmm, interesting. Uh, all right, here's the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We're going to play Coach Player Entertainer. Coach Player Entertainer. If you would like to play Coach Player Entertainer, we will get to that. Call right now, 877-99 on Fox. Coach Player Entertainer next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. That was the sound. Over the NFL draft, the website Fanatics sold more jerseys than in any other draft in history. In fact, they set all kinds of records for NFL jersey sales over the weekend. Best NFL draft night jersey sales ever during the opening round. Saquon Barkley, his jersey, the the New York metropolitan area, lining up to buy Saquon Barkley jerseys. It was number one, as they say, of the top-selling jersey. Number one. NFL sales up 40% year over year to date, according to the numbers out. And uh, they have uh, done very well. They're very well moving product. The NFL jersey sales continuing to be robust. And we continue to be robust when it comes to this. Ready? Put on your thinking caps. Hi, my name is... Time to identify. My name is... Is it a coach, player, or entertainer? Coach, player, entertainer each and every, each and every day at about this time. At about this time as coach, player, entertainer each and every day of this week, which is our Monday show. Start out the week right with coach, player, entertainer. Our contestants lined up. We have a contestant lined up. We have Andrew... 
in Fremont. Hello, Andrew in Fremont, California. Hello, Ben. Good morning, America. Happy birthday, Ben. Well, thank you, Andrew. Where have you been? We haven't talked to you in a while. I've been, I've been busy working and busy trying to go, go sleep early. Those are two things I don't approve of. Because I've been working for almost Walmart for almost 12 years. Is that right? Yeah. Twelve years? Did you get a watch or something like that for twelve years? That's a long time. You shouldn't go to bed early, though. It's bad for your health. Doctors recommend you stay up all night. That's what doctors recommend. Okay. Yeah. Internet doctors. That's what they tell me, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Hold on a second, Andrew. So we have Andrew in Fremont who's going to play, and uh, let's see. The most relevant. Most relevant. Do you want to play most relevant? I had, I had something I had to get off my chest, but I'll play. All right, you'll play. Very good. We'll put you in there. You're going to go against Andrew in Fremont. And let's play the game, as they say. The way this works, the, the game's very simple. Very, very simple. I will give you the the name, and then you have to say whether it's a coach, a player, entertainer. Your name, your name is your buzzer. For example, if I said Dave Roberts, coach, player, entertainer, you would then say your name, Andrew, or relevant, and then we would say you would say uh, you would say coach. You get six points, and then if you can tell me Dave Roberts is the manager of the Dodgers, you would get the full seven points. It's head-to-head competition. The winner will get the winner will get a golden ticket. A golden ticket. We are on our way, coach, player, entertainer. First name up, Michael Malone, coach player. Andrew. Andrew. Michael Relevant as the coach. That is correct. Who does he coach? He took the Denver Nuggets. That is accurate. Good job by you. You got that one correct. It's coach, player, entertainer, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, coach, player, entertainer. Relevant. 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 Player. No. Uh, Andrew, you can't steal... Jeffrey Dean Morgan is an actor from The Walking Dead and Rampage. Uh, yeah. If you hear three names, it's usually either a golfer, yeah, always an entertainer, entertainer yeah. or a murderer. Yeah, usually <laughs> one of those, uh, those three things. Okay, uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, Jeremy Lane, coach, player, relevant. relevant. That's a player. That's correct. Who does he play with or for? I want to say Seattle, mate. Yeah, well, there you go. Wow. Good job by you, Relevant. You, you've done well for yourself. We'll keep it going as coach, player, entertainer. The next name up, Delino DeShields. Andrew. Andrew. Delino DeShields is a player. That is correct. Who does he play for? Delino DeShields Jr. is a player for Texas Rangers. That is correct. Oh. All right. Andrew's got that, that Rolodex in his mind from baseball players. All right, let's keep it going here. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us is Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Relevant. Relevant. I'm going to say actor, entertainer. Sounds like a total guess, but you got it right. And it's who- a complete guess. All right, so you have no idea what <laughs> Hugo Weaving is known for. I can't. Uh, Playboy, I don't know. Yeah, sure, probably. Yeah, they went, they went out of business. Uh, no, uh, the actor from The Matrix, uh, The Lord of the Rings. Agent it, Smith. Yeah, bad job by you guys. All right, it's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us, Drew Pomerantz. Drew Pom- Andrew. Andrew. Drew Pomerantz is a player. That is correct. Who does he play for? Boston Red Sox used to play for the A's and the Padres. I think A's and the Rockies. Wow. And the, he Number, didn't play for the Padres. He was an all-star for the Padres. All right, yeah, wow. All right. 
That's uh, correct. You got that one right. It's Coach Player Entertainer. The next name up for us, Scott Service. Coach Player Andrew. 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 Scott Service is a coach. That's correct. Who does he coach? He coaches the Seattle Mariners. He's put beat. He's put for Giants. Uh, all right, all right. You're, you're just, you're just, man on ESPN. You're just bragging. How about get him on Fox, <laughs> stupid? All right, let's keep no. it going here. It's Coach Player Entertainer. Next name up for us, Aaron Hicks, Coach Player Entertainer. Andrew. Andrew. Aaron is a player. That is correct. Who does Aaron, what year was he born? Aaron, who does he play for? Out for New York Yankees. What? The Yankees. Uh, uh, right, that's, that's it. This is a lot of ambient noise there. What is the score here, Koopaloop? The relevant versus Andrew, the most relevant? It's a 35 for Andrew, 13 for relevant. Oh, so a blowout situation. Well, we give the relevant question you know, credit because he – he came in late out of the bullpen, but a golden ticket for Andrew. He'll never use it because he's going to bed early. How dare him go to bed early? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.